friends. Welcome to Out of This World Radio with your host, Ted Marr, broadcasting today with the help of my great friends, Don and Doug from BBS Radio One. I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. You know, if we all work together, we can create a much better and happier world. And I want to thank all of you so much for listening today. We've... Um, um, the world is really waking up, and with today's show, we should have right around 226 million listeners, a jump of 21 million since last Monday, um, in over 100 countries and off-planet. We should have about, my, my galactic friends say that we should have about 151 million benevolent beings off-planet. That's a jump of about 16 million listeners since um since last monday so wherever you are whether you're on this planet or off the planet whatever galaxy you're in i i hope you enjoyed today's show i'm so happy you're all here the purpose of this um of this show is to raise consciousness and make this world a much better and happier place and i know that if we all work together we can and will make this planet a much better and happier place uh for those interested you know this is the seventh time this civilization on this planet has tried to ascend into the fourth and fifth dimensions. Six other times, the negatives have stopped us. Um, they've, they've done it various ways. Um, and this is the furthest and we've ever come to shifting into the fourth and fifth dimension. And uh, we've got about uh, two months left, two, two and a half months left of third dimension. So if you, if you enjoy fighting and, and, um, uh, and conflict, and wars, uh, this, you've only got about two months left. For the negatives listening today, and there are some negatives, um, if you like conflict and war and, and uh, living a horrible life, you've got about two months left before you'll be pushed off planet because the planet itself, is its vibrations are, are rising really high and uh, she, Mother Earth doesn't want you here anymore. She's ascending into the fourth to fifth dimensions. She, hope as, she hopes, as many of us here, uh, humanity on this planet can come along with her. But um, if you don't want to come, if you want to listen to, to, if you want to stay in the old system and fight and argue and have a bunch of conflict, then that's your choice. But she's not going to let you, uh, uh, let you stay around. Um, today's show is, a fa- is really fantastic. The first hour, <clears throat> I'll be going along uh, examining Mount Shasta, Sedona. And Mount Shasta is a fantastic place. Um, it's, it's, it's an area where many healings occur. During my last uh, trip to Shasta, where I had several death threats on me. Um, I know where these came from. Uh, uh, but uh, anyway, it was from a guy across the pond. He's, he used to be in my show, but he's no longer. He's a very dangerous man. Anyway, um, uh, we had one lady whose, whose eyesight was restored completely in one eye. Um, and then um, the cataracts in both eyes were completely, dis- uh, completely uh, dissolved. Another lady had had uh, Lyme's disease uh, for a long, for years. And suddenly that was completely healed within, I think, a day or two we were there. A third uh, a person had had hearing loss in, in one of her ears, and that was partially restored. So she was, I mean, just one story after the other. But then I had these uh, death threats on me, and I had to leave quickly uh, in order to uh, be here today, or else I would, would not probably be here today. But uh, we'll be going into that a little bit more uh, following that. During the second hour of the show, starting at 11 a.m. Pacific time, will be an interview I had with a fascinating fellow called M, as in Mary, M, Seeker of Truth. And uh, he'll be talking about, we'll be talking about uh, who is Simon Parks? Where does he get his money? 
what's his ultimate purpose and what does he really do? So that'll be interesting. We talk a little bit about Charlie Ward and, of course, the fake Q, or his name actually is Dean McDaniels. We'll be talking about him as well. That's a pre-recorded interview starting at 11 a.m. I think you'll find that fascinating. Um, M has put out a trailer from a larger article, a larger, um, hold on here, a larger uh um, a larger interview that I had with him uh, last week, I think. And it's a trailer of like 18 minutes. Um, and uh, if you you can look on his website, I'll get, I'll get you that if you'd like to listen to it. It's fascinating, really, what, what he put together. On one hand, um, it shows Simon Park saying, oh, I'm not an agent for a three-letter agency. No, 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 of course not. And then the next the next segment is me explaining that I did I talked to Simon per- personally about his uh, joining the um, three letter agency and how much money he was going to get. Um, I, I should know. I was I was uh, right in the middle of everything. Him uh, negotiating this this contract. I didn't want to do it. They they wanted me to go with him and I refused. I said I can't work for those people. They're awful. And but he did. Uh, and uh, all the details of that are in are in uh, this interview as well as the other ones that he's, he's done as well. So, um, um, and after that, we'll be talking about John F. Kennedy and the deep state. Uh, President Kennedy wanted me to um, go into further details regarding his famous uh, secret society speech that he made way back in the 60s. You know, the, the situation, if anything, has gotten worse since then, far worse. He talks about the American, he talked about the American press and how we needed to have checks and balances on the American media. And look at the garbage you get in the media in the United States and other countries. I mean, if it's, it's, there's no integrity. They lie like crazy. There's no double checking. Um, you know, Facebook likes to do fat checking, and, you know, but they, they don't do it on the mass media. <laughs> and they pump out whatever lies are there uh, that they want to, to pump out at that particular time. So it's it's kind of a sad situation. He's he he wants to um, he wanted I talked to him yesterday and, he, and President Kennedy wanted to come on the show talk about a little bit about the threat that the secret societies the deep state poses for humanity not only for America but the entire the entire world too. But you know the good news is that we're winning, my friends. We are winning, and uh, things are turning around. And look, uh, Prime Minister Draco that's his name is Draghi or Draco. I'm not making this up. Dracos, of course, are the reptilians that come from the planet Draco, and they're quite nasty. But this guy's name is Draco in Italy. He just resigned, I think, two days ago. And um, my friends are jubilant in Italy that he's gone. Um, and I hope they find somebody really good to help help uh, rule their country. It's a beautiful place. Italian people are really beautiful and sweet. And uh, it's a great country. And I'm so glad they got rid of their prime minister. Um, I also heard that Macron in France has been urged to step down. I mean, it's just like one domino after the other. Um, you know, all the all the rats are leaving the sh- sinking ship. <laughs> I think with Biden, he's propped up by the media. That's what he's, you know, he's basically, you know, he won the election by CNN. I mean, whatever CNN says, right? People don't believe it unless it's on television. Um, it's basically a, a, the, 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 the kind of the fake government we have. And by every account, uh, President Trump, um, I highly respect him. And he got about 81 million and Biden got two votes, three. I can't remember. <laughs> Not very many. <laughs> but it's going to be interesting. And then there's a whole ton of rumors regarding whether um, 
there's a bunch of rumors whether Biden's either even alive. I heard that he he actually um, uh, was executed or died two years ago, and then I heard there's another rumor going around that he suffered a stroke. Then he's Bethesda a Medical Center in Maryland. Um, I, I mean, it's just so many bizarre things. But you know, you got to question things because if you look at the his some of his um, some of his past so-called news conferences, he's actually existing only on a CGI screen, computer-generated image, because his hand goes in and out of the green screen. <laughs> now, was that a real person? I don't know. I don't think so. My definition of a person, whether they're alive or not, is not whether they're on a CGI screen, but rather they're actually physically alive. You know, get, get a doctor certified. Yes, this person is alive, but not on a CGI screen. Um, but I think I think this whole Shakespearean play is going to come to an end within about two months. That's what my guides tell me. So uh, and it'll come about as we enter into the fourth dimension. I myself have been here 52,000 years. I've waited 52. I've waited all this time for the um, uh, for the. Um, for the ascension into the fourth dimension. And then we've got about two, two and a half um, years past that to go into the fifth dimension. And the fifth dimension will be pretty amazing. Um, every people, When people dream, they go into the fifth dimension and they're able to communicate telepathically. It's a physicality. The physicality in the fourth and fifth dimensions are just as real as they are here in the third. But they are, um, but you're much lighter. You don't need to eat. You can live off the prana or the energy of the universe. And um, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing uh, d- dimensional shift. And it has never been done. Um, it's never been done this, this way before on a planet anywhere in this universe. That's why all eyes of the universe today are on this planet. That's right. The most exciting show in the entire universe is planet Earth right now. And it depends upon what choices we make, um, not what choices Biden makes. He's, he's worthless, but what choices each individual uh, makes. And when you make when you make your choices in life, always follow your heart mind, not your logical mind. The logical mind uh, ties you into the third dimension. And it's the old school way of doing things. Instead, um, you can analyze things if you want third dimensionally. But look instead looks often always look at your heart. What does your gut instinct tell you? If you follow that, even though logic may be against it, that would, that's always your best, um, your best way to, um, to reach a decision. I actually teach people uh, how to do this in their mentoring program. And uh, if you'd like to do it, it's just $100 a month, um, 25 bucks a week. And I teach you everything I know about remote viewing, time travel, reading other people's minds, uh, talking to spirits uh, on the other side. Um, people that that pass on or even pets, they're still alive, but they're just in another dimension. And if you're able to when you're able to plug into that, you realize there's no such thing as death. And it's it's pretty amazing, really, when you think about it. I come from a psychic family where it was normal to do this kind of thing. And I've been in touch with the other side since uh, about 28 years or so. And it's it's a lot of fun. And um, anyone, almost anyone can learn it. There's some prerequisites. If you live in an area where your water is heavily fluoridated, um, that's not a good thing. You can, but you can get the, you can get the fluoride out. Um, there's something called Arctic skate liver oil um, that can take it out. And I can send you some more information about that. One of the um, most troubling things about the shot program that the cabal and these nasty evil governments like Biden has been pushing on the American public is that it shuts down all of your chakras. 
So you don't have any love or compassion, no human emotions. Um, and your pineal gland is completely destroyed. You have no tie into God whatsoever. And because, especially for the mRNA shots, um, your DNA is permanently changed. And once it's permanently changed, your soul thinks that it, your soul starts to leave because you're not the same person you were before. Now, that mRNA technology is very interesting because it comes from the reptilians and it changes the genetic character, your genetic blueprint from being 100% human to being part gray, part reptilian, part human. And then eventually, after about six months, on average, your soul completely leaves your body and you become a walking zombie without emotions without love, without compassion, but you're, you become a biological entity. I can send you, I've got like, I've got like uh, you know, over easily over a hundred medical and scientific studies on that. For those interested, just send me an email to out of this world, 1150 at gmail.com. I'm happy to send them to you, but it's quite uh, sobering. Um, but the good news is that you can reverse all this through prayers, meditation, and some simple inexpensive home remedies that have been recommended by several medical doctor friends of mine. I'm certainly not a doctor, but I do follow their advice, the medical advice they've given me. And I've got a, a sheet summary that. If you'd like a copy of it, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com or outofthisworldradio uh, at protonmail.com, and I'll be happy, very happy to send it to you. Um, it's free, and I hope it, it, hope it, uh, I hope it helps. Um, after that, we'll be having on Susie Ward, She'll be channeling messages from Matthew Speaks today. Uh, Matthew just came out with a new um, a new set of messages on July 1st. You know, I really got to hand it to Susie Ward. She's a wonderful lady. And she's been doing this with her son since the early 90s. Her son died in a, in a motorcycle accident uh, decades ago. And then um, according to, to Matthew, her son, he died in order so he could come back and help humanity from the other side, which is what it's been doing. I really respect him and his mom. They do fantastic work. And I'm so honored to have them on the show today. They'll be coming on at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, I hope you can all listen. If you have questions for Susie, for her son, Matthew, please uh, send them email to me. Um, welcome to Ask, and, and I can ask it on there. It's out of this world, 1150 at gmail.com, or you can send it to um, out of this world radio at protonmail.com. I'm happy to answer, uh, ask them on, on the air too. If you have um, questions, by the way, for um, President Kennedy, um, I'll be channeling him from noon to one o'clock. Please send me an email. I'll be happy to ask him on air. Again, that's out of this world 1150 at gmail.com, as well as um, out of this world radio at uh, at uh, out of this world radio at protonmail.com. Um, I've got um, I've got some goodies to show you here. We've got a bunch of different things to show you. Um, uh, Don, if we can show that first um, that first uh, picture of Mount Shasta would be good. Uh, I showed it before, but there's some interesting things I want to list everybody. If you could show that, my friend, that would be um, that would be great. It's uh, thanks, Don. Yeah, great. We blow it up a little bit. Um, this was taken some years ago at Mount Shasta, and um, our Earth scientists call this a lenticular cloud. And it's a fancy name for a cloud that's circular. Inside the cloud is actually a UFO. And um, uh, that UFO is from the uh, hollow Earth, and it's from Telos. Um, and um, uh, they, they, <laughs> they hide their craft doing this. And it's funny, isn't it? It's... Uh, 
they they um but it's if you see one of those that is a craft coming out and um the um uh they're all benevolent um they went into telos underneath mount shasta uh about 12,500 years ago when the atlanteans blew up much of the planet using nuclear and crystalline technology weapons um and um but they made it in uh, most of the people died they didn't i think they did bring uh, 25,000 people and all their technology into uh, Mount Shasta underneath the, the, the earth here, about about 125 miles. So they live basically in the hollow earth. Adama is their um, head spiritual leader. He's a wonderful man. He's provided a lot of good things for me. I really, really appreciate and love him so much. Um, but uh, he's there. And um, um, the other thing, too, is that there's been a big battle, believe it or not, over Mount Shasta because it contains many portals to other dimensions, time travel. And it's not enough for the negatives and the reptiles to, to try to control the outside of the planet. No, they want to go inside and try to control the hollow earth too. So there's been, there's been efforts by them to try to reach into the hollow earth. They've been prevented um, because of the problems that were experienced here a couple of week, weeks ago at Mount Shasta. All entrances into Telos and the hollow earth are now completely closed for security reasons. Um, and, uh, they, um, so, um, if you go to Mount Shasta, please know that you probably will not go, be able to go into the hollow earth at this moment, only because they're closed because of the security measures taken because of attacks by, uh, three letter agencies. And, uh, it's unfortunate, but, uh, but it had to be done. Um, um, I'll go, I'll go into that a little, a little bit later. If we could, um, Show the picture of the Pleiadians. That would be great. Um, um, thanks, thanks, Don. That's that's the Pleiadians there. It's actually called the um, the Seven Sisters. And um, thanks, Don. You always do such good work. There's actually seven stars um, in the um, in the constellation. Um, Admahalosaurus, my good friend. Um, his ship is from the Pleiades. Of course, he's a Pleiadian commander. He's in charge of the 4.5 million ships um, now circling this planet. Um, his, um, they come from an area called Alcone, A-L-C-O-Y-N-E, and it's in one of these stars. I think it's the middle or the last, I think it's the last star there. Um, but it's a huge area. Um, they have many planets, Earth-like, just like Earth here. And the humans who live in the Pleiades uh, constellation are actually in the fifth dimension. And that's where we're headed to, my friends, in just a couple of years. We'll be there. And... Um, uh, I've been in contact with them since, I believe, 76 or 77, when I was just finishing up college at UC Berkeley. Uh, that's when I got in contact with them. But they're my home area, and um, uh, I, I visit with uh, uh, Admiral Halosaurus frequently. He's a good man and, and doing everything he can to help us with our, with our evolution. The... Um, it's never been done like this. Uh, a lot of a lot of people, most people on this planet, are from Pleiadian origin because we, that's our the seed, the genetic seed that they used to seed this planet were, was from the Pleiades, and it also uh, uh, both Lemuria and Atlantis had um, Pleiadian roots. Um, Lemuria over time went off on a positive way. The Atlanteans went off on a negative way, and ended up blowing themselves up toward the end. It didn't have to happen that way. But it did. And what's interesting spiritually is that a lot of the spirits who blew up Atlantis about 12,500 years ago, guess where they are? They're here. 
<laughs> and they're <laughs> they're here and some of them haven't learned their lessons and they're trying to blow up the planet again um but they're going to be prevented from doing that by the galactic alliance um and some of them um um have learned their lessons and most actually most have and so they're ascending uh with the planet but this is a, is a good picture of the Pleiades. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful place. It's 460, what is it now? 424.6 light years from here, last time I checked. Um, and when they travel here, they actually, um, there's a wormhole that goes from the Pleiades constellation to planet Earth here. And they enter into the wormhole and they go, they, they go through the wormhole about six, seven hours. They travel at hyperspeed. Because I don't, I'm not sure how many miles 464 point, you know, four, four light years is, but it's a long ways. And then once they get here, then they decompress and it takes them a day, maybe two days, a day or so to adjust to this part of the, of the universe, to adjust to the time system. Um, and then they can, they can interact. And even when they're here, they are, since they are in the fifth dimension, it's um it's difficult well it takes and they can materialize into the third density but it takes a lot of work and it's it's uh, when i've seen them it's been in the fifth dimension and, and um back in uh july of 2019 is when i first met at Mahalosaurus. we were camped out at mount shasta and he was he beamed him uh, it's a long story but we we all noticed this this Pleiadian mothership and we asked it to go go up and it went up and then down and then we asked it to go right and then left. And then finally, Admahalosaurus said, what's with these crazy humans <laughs> and who are they? So he beat himself down. He joined us at the campsite. We could all see him kind of ephemerally in the campsite, in the, in the, in the, um, in the flames of the camp. And we, I offered him some earth food and he said, no, I'm sorry, Ted, we, we don't eat. I, I can't eat it because it's just impure. There's a lot of impurities in our food down here. So the, the, the ship food is good. Excellent, actually, very high vibration. But the stuff down here, we get, we get you know, it's, it's not as good. So uh, he, he, he declined. But um, we talked to him for about 45 minutes, and he said that uh, um, he'd been here. He'd been on mission, I think, for six years, and he'll be here until we ascend and to help us through the ascension uh, ascension process. So we almost did it back in the 60s, uh, thanks to President Kennedy, but his life, of course, was cut short by the cabal and by Lyndon Baines Johnson and J. Edgar Hoover, the FBI. Um, all these three-letter agencies created by Truman back in 47, they're all, they're all bad. Um, and they, they're the ones that stopped the uh, ascension back then, but they're not going to stop it now, even though they're even, even now they're trying to stop the ascension. Um, but, uh, it will, um, um, it's, it's, um, it's an amazing time to be alive and, um, a lot of miracle healings happen at Mount Shasta. Um, I can't guarantee if you come on one of my trips there, that'll happen for you. Um, but, uh, if you, but because you have to be positive, open-minded and not have any doubts. If you have any doubts, it'll shut, stop your, your, your healing. Uh, Zora, my good friend Zora from the hollow earth is here. And he said that, um, he says, hello, my beloved gods and goddesses, uh, because we, he says that because we are all, we all have the spark of the creator of the supreme being within us. And he says that we are all gods and goddesses. And um, he quotes the Bible now, and it was, it's a passage in the Bible 
that was taken out by the um, by the Emperor Constantine um, um, at uh, at the Council of Nicaea in 325 A.D. And um, something about, if I can remember the exact words, um, that um, um, if 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 you can realize that you are all gods and goddesses, your power shall be as great as mine or greater. He's talking about Jesus. So ability to heal, do all kinds of things. So we have that genetic, um, that genetics within us and that soul memory of being gods and goddesses. We are still a gods and goddesses. Um, what's interesting about the shot program, which was a complete scam, by the way, designed to kill us off, is that it not only does it shut down all of your soccer systems, but it also destroys your pineal gland so you can never communicate with God anymore. You, there's ways to restore it, but that's what the negatives are so afraid of because we're, they're afraid of us actually ascending and being a very happy, loving, and benevolent species to create a beautiful and happy planet. So they create this scamdemic based upon fear. So, so many of us are duped into taking this, these poisonous shots. Many of us, many of the people now are dying off. Um, and, um, but, uh, there are ways to get, um, to get help for that. If you, if you'd like a free remedy sheet, just please send me an email to out of this world, 1150 at gmail.com. And I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy, really happy to send it to you, but, um, but we are all gods and goddesses, Zora says. And, um, and once you realize that there's nothing that cannot be done back in, um, 2000, what was it? 18 or 19. Um, I, I, I was speaking to Adama up on Mount Shasta and he said, Ted, you know, you've been working very hard all these years. You're not taking any breaks and, uh, your heart's wearing out. And he said, well, how would you like a new heart? And I said, I'd love one as long as it comes with a warranty and I can get it replaced if I need to go at Walmart. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, I didn't say that, but he gave me a new heart and I felt fantastic after that. And then the following summer, um, he restored my eyesight, one of my eyes that was 2050 vision down back to 2010, both eyes. So that was pretty amazing. And I've seen with my own eyes a whole bunch of miracle healings with eyesight. People had their eyesight restored, to their hearings restored, uh, Lyme's disease uh, completely healed. Um, one lady from Canada, Quebec, was on my trip a couple of years ago and she badly sprained her ankle and the doctors, the doctors were well meaning, but they said, well, there's really nothing we could do about it. So um, she was able to get a, a good healing for that too, or her, her sprained ankle, which the doctors were skeptical about healing completely uh, healed up. So there's all kinds of different things you can do to help your health. Um, the uh, American, the American uh, medical uh, professions, um, they make money off people being sick. And if you look at the Rockefeller uh, model of medicine, they never cure anything. They just treat the symptoms and they keep you going all the way till the end. Did you know statistically that um, you, a person spends 60% of their estate of their total income on keeping alive um, the last six months of their lives? It's true. And statistically, that's true. And that's where they make their money. So they're, they're not, most of the time, there's a, there's a, let me make this clear. There's a lot of really good doctors and nurses out there, really caring, loving people. But the system itself is geared toward treating the symptoms and not exactly giving any, any cures. One of the things I see happening this year, and it's already started to happen, is that because so many doctors and so many nurses and healthcare practitioners have taken the shot, they are not going to be alive um, 
by this time next year, and they'll probably be gone by the end of the year. That's going to create a severe um, uh, shortage in the healthcare industry. And as a result of that, um, people now who do Reiki, alternative healing, um, will will be in demand because and and because their methods actually work. And um, and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna be an exciting time. I'm sorry to see so many healthcare professionals who will be passing away because they took the shot, but um, it's um, it's the the good thing is that we're gonna have a system based upon. Um, actually cures for people that'll be inexpensive and that'll actually work um, and not the Rockefeller model that just takes, sucks people's money out and, and keeps them barely barely alive for as many, long as they can to make as much money as they can from people. That's not right. And that's not the system I think that most most people want, but it is coming. It started, it's starting to happening, happen now. And uh, it's going to be a, a very interesting, uh, interesting time. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to mention is um, my next during the next hour I'll be having a gentleman named M. He has a just one one initial M as a Mary because he uh, like I like I have been I he's been had he's had death threats on him and um, uh, it's it's an interview that I did with him a couple days ago on um, on who is Simon Parks where does he get his money. Um, and um, as well as uh, some some time on Charlie Ward and Q as well. Uh, Q's real name is Dean McDaniels, by the way. Um, and um, one of the things I found out recently is that uh, uh, Parks has hired a gentleman named A. Dale Yeager to surveil me and harass me. I don't appreciate it, but uh, it's one of the names I, I did find out. So uh, anyway, I'm careful uh, where I go, what I say, what I do. Um, cause I don't want to have an untimely death. And I want to tell everyone that should something happen to me, um, I am not suicidal. I'm very happy in my life. And, um, if something should happen to me, it should be investigated as a murder. Um, and I think I've already mentioned some of the suspects, uh, possibly involved. Um, but I'm, I'm not planning on exiting anytime soon. I have a long life ahead of me and I, I know that. The purpose of my life, as it was uh, 12,500 years ago, um, is to make this planet a much better and happier place. And I know that if we all work together, we can create a much better and, and happier world. The um, um, people say, well, they say, well, what about the Pleiadians? The Pleiadians are there. What proof do you have? Sometimes skeptics may say that. Well, there is proof. And I'm going to play a, uh, I'm going to ask my good friend uh, Don to play this. It's a recording. It's a 30 second, 30, 35 percent, uh, 30, 30 or 35 second recording of a Palladian spaceship taking off from um, from Switzerland, from the Silver Star, Semeji, uh Silver Star um, UFO Center outside of Zurich. I've been there actually in 1994. I did go there. And um, it's a recording of a um, thank you. Thank you so much, Don, of a, of a ship leaving. And if we could play that now, it's just 35 seconds. Scientists have analyzed this recording, and at the time this was made in 1976 or 77, it would have taken millions of dollars in 1976 or 77 dollars to replicate or try to produce these kinds of sounds in this recording. They said it was virtually impossible. So for you skeptics out there, if you are skeptics and you're saying, well, how can you prove it? Here's proof right here. So we could play that, Don.
Isn't that amazing? That's an actual recording of a spaceship taking a spacecraft taking off from the um, Silver Star Center just outside Zurich. If you are in Switzerland or if you are in Zurich, the actual physical location of that is only, it's less than 45 minutes from downtown uh, Switzerland. What you do to get there, you simply take a train up, up, up in the hills. The Swiss have a wonderful train system. And then you take a bus up to this little village and walk for maybe 20 minutes to a half hour and you're there. It's very easy to get to. And if you are in Switzerland or can travel there, I urge you to check it out. Um, they're a wonderful group of people there. And um, I believe uh, Billy Meyer is still, of course, still in the, um, Still in contact um, with the um, with the with the Palladians, he has been since uh, I think the 1940s, and uh, wonderful man, and doing everything he can to to raise consciousness. A really a really good group. Um, I will be going back to uh, Mount Shasta soon. If you're interested in in coming along, there are some spots left. Um, just send me an email to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com or another email is out of this world radio at protonmail.com. Now, for the last couple of years, I've had three letter agents. That's correct. Agents from deep state try to get on the trip. Um, but I read minds. I go through their minds and I ask Sadama, the Pladians, um, whether they should come on the trip. And, and they always say no. So you are screened. If you do come, you are screened. But as long as you're positive and higher vibration, um, you, you, you know, welcome to come along. It's a, it's a wonderful place. Uh, we had some trouble, like I said, a couple of weeks ago when they tried to kill me. But uh, um, I took precautions and, and the trip st- still turned out to be okay, although it was a little stressful at times. Um, you think that... Um, um, the U.S. government could spend their money on other things other than that. But at, at any rate, um, the um, we are entering into the um, fourth dimension in about two months, my friends. And it's going to be here sooner um, than you know it. Um, and it's I've waited myself 52,000 years for this moment in, in history. And I can't tell you how, how excited I am. There's also right now a, a, a shifting uh, between those who want to ascend and those who want to stay with the old system. And if you do want to stay with the old system of the lower densities and you don't want to ascend, you'll be allowed to do that, but you won't be allowed to stay here on this planet because this planet is, is already starting to ascend. Um, you'll be shifted to a um, a lower third dimensional planet on the other side of this solar system. The planet, uh, I'm not sure the name of it yet, but it does. it, it is in existence. It's been created by the Supreme Being. For all those souls who don't want to ascend, uh, who instead would rather stick with the old ways. And um, I don't know why it's so difficult for for many people to want to create a better world where people are happy, but that's their choice. And we have to respect that because this is a free will planet. And at any rate, they will be um, they will be going there. It's uh, a lot of negative political leaders have already gone there. Uh, John McCain is there now. Um, Adolf Hitler is there. Um, let me see. Mao Zedong is there. Joseph Stalin is there. Um, and uh, they'll be there to work out their karma. Um, and they'll be doing it for one Mayan Katoon cycle. One Mayan Katoon cycle is 25,800 years. And for me, that's a long time. But in the universe, <laughs> that's billions of years old. 25,800 years, really, I guess is nothing when you think about it. But they'll be going to this other planet on the other side of the solar system where they be where they will be working out their karma for that period of time. 
In theory, they, they can ascend sooner if they want, but they've got to make much better choices than they did here on, on this planet. Um, but uh, there's actually three different ascension cycles all hitting at once now. There's this Mayan Katun cycle, 25,000 years, which is happening right now. Um, and there's a second smaller ascension cycle of every 2,000 years. 2,000 years ago, of course, Jesus was here. Beautiful, beautiful man, beautiful spirit with, with loving, very, a lot of love and compassion. And there's even a smaller cycle within that of 100 years. Now, in the States here, 100 years ago, you talked about the Roaring Twenties, and there was actually a lot of spiritual activity back then as well. So if you if you went back in time, 100 years before that, there was another spiritual um, renaissance and also 2000 years um 2000 years back and 2000 years uh, uh, uh what 2000 bc there was another spiritual uh, renaissance then so it's every these these things go in cycles um so if you do miss this train or miss this boat you'll have to wait for the next one and the next train on the larger cycle will be 25800 years ago that's why president kennedy came to me Oh boy, he came to me back in uh, about a year and a half ago. He said, Ted, try to take as many people as you can along with you, because um, if they miss it, they're going to be waiting a long time. Um, and a lot of people uh, ask me in their, in their readings, they say, well, I feel so alone here. You know, the rest of my family have taken the jab. I haven't, but they're not open to these new ideas about spirituality and creating a better planet. What do I do? Try to hold the light there as, as best as you can, because that's why you're there in that family. One of the things that President Kennedy told me here about a year, year, year and a half ago, he said, if you want to change the world, look no farther than your family. In other words, focus in on your family relations within that small group. And if everybody did that, we would have a much better and happier plan. It's not easy, um, but a lot of these souls, I mean, this is this, this right now it's the seventh try that um, we've had in trying to ascend six other times. This is the seventh time. So of all the planets in this universe to affect any positive change, Earth is the toughest. This planet is the hardest one to affect any kind of positive change. So um, you're kind of like all the lightworkers here are kind of like Marines <laughs> on the beach of a, of a very hostile place. And uh, sometimes it's not much fun. But of all the planets to affect any positive change, this one, of course, uh, the reason why we're here is because um, it also has the most spiritual rewards as well. Um, and people can accelerate um, their spiritual evolution um, faster and, 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 uh, and learn more than any of them, I think, any, practically any other planet in this, in this universe. So there's a lot of rewards here. Um, it's really a mixed bag of, uh, you know, dark and light uh, of good and bad. But um, overall, it's it's uh, it's 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 a real it's a real challenge to be here, but it's also very rewarding. I know when um, and when in when you follow your angels, you will never go wrong with with anything um, that that you do, because um, we're all powerful spiritual beings meant to create a much better and happier place. And if you realize that we all have that spark of God within us, if you tie into that, into that spark of God, you can do anything you want. And you don't, don't need to be afraid of any uh, negatives because they, all, they feed off of fear and their days are numbered. They will be gone. The, um, the negative ETs will be gone off the planet by the end of this year. And the negative humans who've been working with them for all these years 
Um, they will be gone by end of 2024 into 2025. And so we will uh, greatly accelerate our evolution and our um, um, and the planet as well by then. So it's an exciting time to be alive. And uh, I know that Susie, um, um, Susie Ward of Matthew Speaks, she always has amazing things to tell from Matthew. And she's coming on at 3 p.m. today, um, Pacific time. And I, sh- I really hope that you can, um, you can, you can listen to that. Um, Matt Just is a beautiful place. When you're there, you feel like the, the vibrations are, are much higher. And what's amazing, even though I got attacked last time I was at Chasta, we still had miracle healings that, that occurred. Um, so, um, and, uh, so the, the light is always stronger than the dark. And I know we're, we're going to get, uh, we're all going to get, uh, uh, through this. Um, there are other places in the United States, which are also spiritually, it's got a lot of high spiritual energy. One of that is Sedona, but the difference between Sedona and, and Shasta, Sedona is, um, has a lot more Native American influences there. You feel them all over the place. Um, Sedona also has time and energy vortexes where you can actually time travel. Uh, a friend of mine who was on the Sedona trip last October uh, stumbled across a, 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 vortex, a time vortex and he went all the way to the beginning of time when this planet was created, all the way up until the present. It was amazing, really. He had a lot to say about it. James from Hawaii, a nice guy. I should have him on my show. He's been on before, but he has always has a lot to say. Um, but there, there's those vortexes there. Plus, there are also vortexes within the that go into the hollow earth as well. One of the things that's unfortunate about Sedona, though, is that the Native Americans who used to do their dances, what they would do, they do a lot of dances at the base of like places like Bell Rock and these beautiful Cathedral Rock, all these beautiful places. Their dances would would um, anchor. Um, these beautiful spiritual rocks, Bell Rock and Cathedral Rock. Um, but now the Indians aren't there anymore. Of course, a lot of them were killed or pushed on the reservations. Um, and so they don't do those dances anymore. And so that energy is not grounded like it should. Um, and so it's kind of hurt the spirituality of Sedona. It's still a beautiful place, a lot of good spiritual energy. But that, that, that there, is a, there is, a, is, a, is a problem with that. Um, and maybe sometime... Um, we could, uh, it'll, it'll, um, you know, we could, we could, we could bring that back. Um, I, the, um, uh, we have, it's an exciting time to be alive, my friends. And, uh, um, I'm so glad you're all, you're all here today. Um, the, um, I want to talk a little bit about, um, the seeker of truth. He's an interesting fellow. He was, he contacted me from the United Kingdom some weeks ago. He actually wrote me an, an email back in March and I, I missed it. I didn't see it till just, uh, he wrote me again a couple of weeks ago and a um, uh, wonderful man. He uses M, which is an acronym for his real name um, because he's received a lot of death threats in the past. He likes to maintain his anonymity so he can do his work, but he's a wonderful fellow. And uh, in this interview, we'll be discussing, um, discussing um, who Simon Parks is uh, a little bit about Charlie Ward, a little bit about Q, uh, his name, Q's name is actually Dean McDaniels. Um, so, and some of the things that, he, that he's been doing as well. So, uh, anyway, Don, why don't we go ahead and start, um, uh, start that interview early, about 10 minutes early. And, uh, also I want to tell people, if you want to go, thanks Don so much. If you want to go to Shasta, just send me an email or some places available. 
Um, if you're an agent of a three-letter agency, don't even bother applying because I'll read your mind and I'll know what you're up, up to is no good. Um, but my email is outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com or you can write me at outofthisworldradio at uh, protonmail.com. And I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. You know, if we all work together, we can create a much better and happier world. Uh, this is an interview I had with um, M Seeker of Truth here a couple days ago, and then I'll come back after this. Hello, friends. This is Ted from Out of This World Radio, and I have a fantastic guest on today um, named M, a truth seeker, and that's what he does. He's been doing this now for uh, how long? Even you, you said two years. Seems like longer though, but because you've done, you were doing journalism before, and. Uh, well, um, I mean, I, I've been doing researching um, for, for maybe uh, 18, 19 years uh, into sort of the, you know, the truth, the conspiracy realms, as it were. But uh, I've been, only been making videos and only doing kind of the, the journalistic side of things, doing interviews and um, investigations and, and videos for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, I've put out quite a few videos in that time. Uh, it does seem it, it does seem like a lot longer than, than two years. Um, mm-hmm. But Yeah. Thank you. Well, one thing I, I really like about you, and I can tell we've talked before, you have a lot of integrity. You want the truth. Um, you don't make things up. You make sure everything's docu- well documented before you uh, release a broadcast. And I wish the mainstream media around the world was was like that. They used to be, I think. Years ago, when I was a kid growing up, there was there was much higher journalistic standards. So now they seem to have all gone by the wayside, frankly. They, <laughs> Yeah. Yes, um, but uh, I mean, I, I think there's, it's, it's always been uh, murky waters, isn't it? Mainstream, um, you know, mainstream journalism. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think we, we a lot of the time do do get the you know the whole truth. Um, so it is good to be kind of an independent journalist uh, and to look at look at things. You know, um, certainly part of what I do, you know, is looking at who, who's popular in the truth movement uh, movement and who's who's perhaps not not telling the whole truth you know if you can if you can see something that you think may be a lie and then if you can find evidence of it being a lie um then that information should be should be told um and if you get people turn around and say oh, oh you're a hater you're working for the bad guys because why why would you try and expose a lie is a lie. Yeah, <laughs> a lie is a lie. Yeah. So, someone that's being dishonest is someone that's being dishonest. Right. And how do you know that actually you're not being led by, as I called it, a, a secondary mainstream media circus of um, a bunch of personalities that are perhaps controlled, maybe even paid opposition, um, which is something that me and you have, have talked about in, in a recent interview. Right, sure. exactly, exactly. Was there one thing, M, that started you off on this on this wonderful new career that you're doing? Yes. <laughs> um, so I, I always wanted to, like I said, I've been researching for 19 years. Um, I witnessed, um, I witnessed uh, multiple um, uh, UFO sightings. Um, they were usually lights in the night sky, uh, moving uh, different. Um, speeds and angles and directions which uh seems impossible with um uh known uh, earth earthbound physics uh, uh, you know uh, making 90 degree turns uh, with, with incredible speeds etc right um but i did once see a um i once saw a, a cigar shaped uh, metallic um craft 
um, in, in, in broad daylight crossing the sky. Mm-hmm. And um, so with that and, and with, with my investigation into conspiracy theory in general um, and um, the paranormal, um, these are all things that, that, that really excited me. And I, I wondered whether one day I, I could uh, report on that. I could have a YouTube channel perhaps and, and, and do that. But I never got motivated to do, to, to, to do so. Now, when, um, uh, when, when, you know, the, the C-19 um, narrative started playing into, in, you know, uh, playing in here uh, in 2020, uh, it seemed like a lot of people had time off work and lots of people uh, were started their, their journey of being awakened uh, or their journey into, into looking into to, to the fact that they may not have been told the whole truth and there may be yeah. hidden truths about, about you know, um, Earth's history, uh, about our human history. Mm-hmm. And so lots of people were, were looking into to things at that point. Um, and suddenly you saw uh, an influx, not only of, of crowds of people looking for the truth and alternative truths um but also you saw an influx of personalities reporting on the truth and reporting to have um intel that others don't or even just giving their commentary on on world events um so whilst all this is happening but the thing that got me into it was that there was a guy going around calling himself the real king of england his name was uh, Greg Hallett, um, and he oh, called really himself. Interesting, huh. yeah. Wow. Well, he called himself King John the Third, mm-hmm. and he said that he had the the bloodline, the bloodline to the throne, and he was going on about. I that, kind uh, of remember him a little bit. Yeah, I do remember. He got him. around. <laughs> yeah. Basically, he was heavily promoted. So they made a documentary about him. Um, a guy called David Maho- David Mahoney. Um, very good friend of Charlie Ward's made a documentary about uh, uh, Greg and, and was massively pushing him. But I saw uh, his family coming forward and talking on a video, um, telling everyone that actually, you know, he's done this before and this sort of behavior is um, not to be trusted. He's swindled money, um, oh, etc. And I looked into that and eventually I got a, I got an interview with them and I decided, Oh, I'm going to put that on a YouTube, on a, on a you know, channel for people to see but with that also where i found holes in his story about his bloodline i then laid out his bloodline and said and and got the and you know got the actual ancestry um um sort of you know tree from from his family from his uh, sisters and his mother uh, and looked at uh, and married that up to, to what he said was his his um tr- uh, you know ancestry and saw holes in that and saw where he plugged in famous uh, people uh, from our history into, and it just didn't make sense. Basically I blew that open. I found out that uh, many things about him. Um, I then found out that he was promoting another guy as the Royal King of England years before, and he'd wiped all of that history away to assume the story for himself. And um, so there was all of that going on. And actually I've got the, um, Oh, I can't really show you. I, I got I got the books. I might be able to show you one thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have to you, tell you a you. quick story. Um, um, somebody. Oh, okay. Is that is that his book there? The so this is his book, uh, The Hidden King of England. Uh, there's multiple of them actually, but my my, my computer is actually resting on them at the moment, so I can't show you them all. But um, very. The, the, he, he wrote them with someone else, um, whose name was Francisco Manuel. 
Okay. And that guy um, claimed to have uh, the bloodlines of the tribe, and Breaker was pushing that. But um, when Francisco decided not to pursue it any further, um, Greg Hallett took the story and pretended it was him. Uh, so I blew that the whole thing open. I made a, a lots of videos around that, uh, and the the person that um, had become really popular off the back of reporting on this this fake king nonsense or was one of the reasons he became really popular was um his name was charlie ward and he became incredibly um popular in the truth movement and one of the things that springboarded him to that popularity was the popularity of king john the third who um was promoted uh, by by charlie and, and david mahoney at that time uh, and he later had to admit because he was getting a lot of pressure from me and other people investigating you have to admit, oh, I've known all along that he wasn't actually the real bloodlines to throw. Really? I didn't know anything know about this story. Interesting. Okay. Yes, he, he, huh. he then came clean. Um, I made a video about it, which kind of, I was getting one or 2,000 views per video, and suddenly I got like 35,000 views on this, this, this video of Charlie Ward huh. coming clean, um, saying I knew all along that he wasn't, uh, but I, but he said something like, "I, um, I wanted to, I wanted to give him time and see whether he changed his mind and, and then decided to come forward and say the full story." But he didn't, and so now I am telling you, and I'm, I'm there thinking, oh. "It's been six months. We've been challenging you. You've been all oh, no. You said you said he was the real king of England in, in your broadcasts, uh, etc." Um, and lots of people stopped following Charlie that day. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. um, not enough. Um, but a lot of people did. Before, if you're going to be dishonest here. Where else are you being dishonest? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that's where I started. And then went from there and I started investigating Charlie Ward, bringing forward things that he was saying that were, were not uh, 100% true. And um, then, you know, I, I, made, I made other videos um, of things that I want to talk about, um, just the paranormal, uh, conspiracy theory, um, UFOs, uh, Mandela effect, um, you know, thing, other things like that. But uh, everyone seems to kind of want oh you know when are you next going to expose this person because i've seen that they lied about this uh and it just seems to have kind of uh, i found myself in a bit of a pigeonhole with that but but at the same time you know if 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 uh, i'm reaching a lot of people doing it um i'm speaking the truth um and i'm and i, I appear to be good at getting to the truth and, and, and reporting it in such a way um that people will t- take notice um, then, then you know, maybe that's my calling. So <laughs> that's why I've carried on doing what I do. Well, fantastic. And I think people too, um, your success and popularity is based on the fact that they can sense your energy. They can see the honesty in your demeanor and the energy that you radiate out. Um, and I think that helps, that helps your shows, helps my shows too, because I operate from the same base. I only want the truth. You know, don't, don't, waste, my, don't waste my time with bullshit. I got enough time. <laughs> Enough of that in the world, you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, I, I had an interest. I had a, I'll tell you a short story. We can talk about the Mandela effect if you want, because I had a client in Toronto, Canada some years ago. Um, hold on. My battery's getting low. I'm just going to plug it in. It should be okay. Hold on here. Okay. Now we're fine. Um, she'd had this Bible sitting on her, the mantle of her fireplace in downtown Toronto for many years. And she called me up of, of and then she'd listened to my show before. And she said, Ted, what's going on? Is this the Mandela effect? The, there's a passage in Relevations where it says um, that, that, the, um, um, that the, the meek will lay down with the sheep. 
but it changed that saying that the meek will lay down with the lion. And she said, I didn't change that, but something did. And, mm. um, and you hear the same stories about the Mandela effect with uh, Jane Goodall, that in one version, she's dead. Another version, she's alive, you know, growing with the, with the um, she was killed by the poachers. Another, uh, of course, the Mandela effect, uh, the Mandela himself in South Africa on one timeline, he's dead in prison. Another timeline, he lives and becomes prime minister of South Africa. And it gets kind of murky between all these different timelines. Now, the, there is time travel technology. And according to my galactic friends, um, M, that you theoretically, it's against cosmic law to go back and change events in the past, but they do. And, and sometimes you'll get different timelines of people. Some are alive and some are dead. And the events can change slightly. Have you run into that? What did you find out in your investigation? Just curious to see what you might have gotten on that. Um, well, I didn't find anything out, uh, you know, uh, about time travel uh, it's interesting you, you say that you know i've theorized that you know uh, with time travel if, if it was going to come to be or is it already in existence uh, the knowledge of, of knowing how to do so um, then of course it would would be kept uh, probably kept uh, under wraps um and um if it was invented in the future then then who knows um they would be coming back to to our time so then, then it would exist now i suppose in that respect so if it ever gets invented, then it will be you'll be here and now, I, I suppose. Um, I, it, it's a bit of a, <laughs> but the Mandela effect. Uh, it, what did I find out? I found out some interesting stuff. I mean, one of the things that struck me was when I first heard about it, uh, and and you know it was it was based on that story around Mandela, as you said, right? Um, and I I recalled. Um, a doing when I was in primary school, uh, when I was in you know in in, in infant school. I I recall doing a project around um, South Africa, and and in the project we um, talk, we uh, highlighted and, and each each of the groups of us did did uh, a little bit of research on on different you know parts of South about South Africa and one and one of the things that I, I remember was we we talked about Mandela the Man, uh, Nelson Mandela and how he had how he had died and the influence that he had had. Um, you know, around you know the the whole apartheid thing, right. and I it just stuck with me. And when I heard that he had lived on and and I uh, and became president, I mean myself, I was like, hang on, but I swear I did that project back then. The more I read into it, it was like, well, lots of people have had this experience where they believe that that the timeline was different, and it made me start to think, right? But like, what if there was a, a split in the timelines? What if there? What if things did really used to be different? Back, back when, back when, before, who knows uh, what year? Or maybe there's many splits in, in timelines. It's, it, 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 uh, it blows your mind when you think about the, the possibilities of that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, yeah, there's plenty. There's plenty of interesting ones. I've got, uh, obviously, I've done a video. I'll, I'll do a part two at some point. There's, there's quite a few people asking me to do a part two. I did a, a, a video on Mandela Effect and, and gave my thoughts. Um, and I looked at um, some of the more kind of mundane uh, reasonings um, like you know mass misremembering, um, you know uh, maybe that some of the man some of the 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 proposed Mandela effects they may have a, a kind of a bit of a logical reason, i.e. in certain films. So there's the ET there's the ET film uh, you know ET found how 
You know that one? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and um, I think it, it, he actually says in the movie, E.T. home phone, not, not phone home. But oh. Everyone remembers it being E.T. phone home. But in the actual movie, he says, but then there is other points in the movie where I think they say phone home. And then on the actual trailer, it had been altered. Uh, on the on the on the trailer for the movie, they'd altered it to say "phone home," so it made more sense. Mm-hmm. So you see, there there is perhaps a logical reason to why everyone remembers that version, even though the actual scene where everyone remembers him saying "phone home," he says "home phone." So um, I had a look at at the more maybe mundane uh, reasons that some of these things maybe, um, right. but then there was just some that just simply I just could not get my head around. There's just there's just some that just you know there's there's no, no I, I can't see any uh, logical explanation except for there's just uh, you know there's there's a mass uh, misremembering some you know but I, even it doesn't doesn't resonate doesn't make sense for me uh, for for certain things um, you know so um, that, that's interesting so anyone watching if they want to see more of my investigation on that uh, go to my channel and, and uh, have a look for the Mandela effect uh, interesting stuff well fascinating there was an old Star Trek. Um, a segment from the first series where I believe it was in 64 or 65 where um, uh, the, the uh, Star Trek crew had inadvertently interfered with an Earth-like civilization. And what they had to do was to time travel slightly back in time to correct it so that they wouldn't stumble. So this, the Earth civilization would not have stumbled across this new technology that they were having. So the, the whole thing's about time travel, different timelines, and in a, a little bit like the Mandela effect, it's fascinating, really. When, when, yeah. So I wanted to share that with you. I'd have to. I, I'm sure I could find it if I dug around, found it. Yeah. But. Yeah, uh, that'd be good to see that. Uh, interestingly, I've got I've got a, uh, a Mandela effect around Star Trek. One that's quite quite big. Really. really? <laughs> did, yeah. Did you know that um, it was never said in the in the entirety of, of the series? It was never said. Beam me up, Scotty. Really. Oh wow! Okay, really. Uh, and is it William Shatner uh, came yeah, forward yeah. to 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 speak around this uh, in an interview? And he said, oh, "I've never said it. Never said beam me up, Scotty. I've said Scotty beam me up, or or, or, or Scotty ready ready to, ready to beam me up. I've never said beam me up, Scotty. Oh. But it is it is um it's it's massive in pop culture. Everyone remembers beam me up, Scotty. Uh, if you're going to say a phrase from Star Trek." Uh, maybe long uh, live long and prosper, or or beam me up, Scotty, or something like that. Uh, and and uh, that one, yeah, <laughs> William Shatner. You know, he says, I, "I never said it, never, never said it." How how, how about the second part where allegedly he says, um, "There's no intelligent life on this planet." planet. <laughs> beam me up, Scotty. There's no intelligent life on this planet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure um, if you know. If it, perhaps that 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 was uh, as it was. Yeah. But um, but I, the the arrangement of words was never beam me up, Scotty. Funnily enough, fascinating. That is just fascinating. Or if it was, um, it's yeah. changed right. somewhere along our timeline. Right, 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 right. What about Winston, Winston, Winston Churchill's famous quote during World War II, during the London Blitzkrieg, where he allegedly said, um, uh, "The only thing you have to fear is fear itself." I've had troubles finding. That exact quote. Have you had that? Have you just curious if you had a chance to look at that? Or? No, um, I've not. I've not. Um, okay. uh, I recognise the the uh, the line, um, but uh, I've not looked into that. No. 
Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was uh, re- it was a Hollywood uh, spinoff from from the battle that could have been. I don't know. I mean, that's perhaps. Heard, so, anyway, this place there's a, there's plenty plenty of examples out there, yeah. especially when you look at um, logos, uh, branding, um, things like that. I mean, there's the classic um, ones um, as well. There's loads of ones that everyone's heard about. The Monopoly guy, you know um did he have a monocle or didn't he or you know doesn't he oh okay interesting interesting okay oh Uh, so apparently so apparently so if you think of a monopoly guy you think of a top hat and you think of uh, Uh the monocle right he's never and uh, this does not sit right with me he's never had a monocle huh interesting um i mean i wonder if i've got okay all right Uh, the walking dead monopoly but look no monocle cool all right interesting you're right no monocle i've never seen him with the monocle though that is true yeah um so but you you find lots of examples in pop culture so uh-huh. um in the movies ace ventura and you have the the monopoly guy turn up okay. and he's, he's right. you know he's got a monocle um examples shown on on the simpsons and other shows like that where they they refer to the monopoly guy and he's got a monocle um but then you know you wonder whether pop culture and showing all the examples of the monocle influenced us and our memories of that or whether it's a product of the monopoly guy used to have a monocle but now he doesn't and apparently he never did I i remember i remember um vividly um from my childhood i remember that, uh, you know that he we used to play monopoly a lot as 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 sure me too. yeah me too yeah yeah so yeah it's, there's just some things that, that just completely blow my mind like you know that's not <laughs> that's not the way it was yeah but it's the way it is and, and apparently it always has been and I, I just it's it's a very interesting thing to investigate the the guy who's um i think he's the president uh he's kind of funny joe um uh, what's his last name? Starts with a B. Um, Biden, right? Is that the is, is that the president? I think that's him. Um, anyway, <laughs> some say he died two years ago. Some right. say he's got a heart attack and he's living on life support systems and at a naval hospital in Bethesda, Maryland. Um, you see different versions of a so-called Joe Biden on the television here. And there's even rumors running around that Jim Carrey wears a mask. You just mentioned Ace Ventura, that that Joe, Jim Carrey is playing one of the one of the parts of Joe Biden for the cabal in his presentation. Of, of, I think I've of, I think I've heard uh, yeah I've, I've heard that before. Um, <laughs> I um, I'm not too sure about that one, uh, mm-hmm. to be honest. So, However, I will say that you know Joe Joe does look uh, it looks very different. Um, from if you look at two pictures side by side, uh-huh. uh, from how he how he used to look and how he yeah. even looked before yeah. before his presidency, um, yeah, right. You can you can see and and you know um, you don't know whether it's a product of of uh, surgery and uh, plastic surgery and and, and other things, uh, face lifting, you know, sure. um, Botox or you know just getting older and uh, things being inflamed. Uh, sure. uh, don't know or is there another reason uh, why he looks so different? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think, I think Joe Biden is, is one of the greatest things uh, since sliced bread, frankly. 
and the invention of toilet paper. And the reason I say, <laughs> just kidding, of course. <laughs> I was going to say, but I was like, "Where's this going?" Okay, no, it's 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 to a funny end because if you look at it, <laughs> now, this is very serious. Of course, we're being very serious here, of course. But if you look at the pictures of Joe Biden before the November twentieth uh, fake election, um, you see many pictures of him. And I'm not making this up, and I, I should find him on of him fondling his hands. He likes to stand behind little girls and young women and, and putting his hands on their breasts over and over again. And after he was installed or elected or whatever you want to call it, you don't see those pictures anymore. So where's the real Joe Biden? Because the real Joe Biden loved breasts. That's one of the things he liked, you know. And um, so anyway, um, um, he, he, uh, he um, had a, a very uh, overactive sense of smell, I hear as well. I guess. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So this is really serious, serious, but anyway, because you don't see him fondling breasts anymore. Is that is it? And is the current Joe Biden the real Joe Biden? Because you don't see him fondling young women's breasts anymore. Just what a, what a world we live in, where we have to question. That's not that's not the same president. He's not fondling women's breasts anymore. No, no, it's not normal. It's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, look at his old pictures you'll see it there you'll see it there i've seen some inappropriate um footage and, and pictures um yeah um, of course his his son hunter biden now is studying to be a a uh a, a, ch- a church deacon right now a minister in in the church and he's a very lovely he's honest doesn't use drugs uh doesn't engage in any business with china you know that's what his laptop's all about you know so um I'm just kidding, of course. There's no <laughs> scandal about about him. Um, well, um, let's have some fun. I know you've talked about Charlie Ward. Um, are there are there other things about Charlie that people may not realize? Because I don't know much about his background myself. So, well, there's um, an interesting video. I mean, I've, I've, I've got I've put quite a few videos out uh, with, with various bits of, of research. Um, one of the main ones is uh, a video called, and, and if, you, if you just look it up, um, you can put it into a search engine, uh, put it into to, to YouTube, or just search my channel. It be, should be on the front front page as a highlighted video. Um, I made a video called 30 Reasons Why I Don't Trust Charlie Ward. Huh. And I'll send you the link to that. I did say the other day to you, Ted, I would send you the link. Sure. And yeah. there is a lot there. I mean, there's, there's 30 reasons in there um <laughs> no. but 30 pieces I, I interviewed charlie ward myself um and um from that interview um i i asked questions around some of the the, the questions i had of course one of the reasons it is you know that he was promoting a fake king and then, then later admitted that he knew that he was fake um there's there's, there's uh, background wise um he claims that he uh, ran all the prisons in the uk at one point mm. um He's been to prison for um, he's been to prison for for fraud. Um, he's not a doctor. He claims he says he's, he calls himself Doctor Charlie Ward. He's not a doctor. Mm-hmm. He um, he never was. He mm-hmm. scammed um, by by ticking the doctor's box on his driving license. Well, this is one of the stories that he gives because uh, he's given another one, I believe. But uh, the story he gave me, he said, uh, yeah, he ticked, he ticked the wrong box on his driver's license. Uh, ticked the, the, I don't know how you tick the wrong box, but, you know, doctor and mister. But 
he tipped doctor and from then on he never got charged for parking um he got away with free parking because he was a doctor <laughs> uh well claimed he was a doctor um there's there's many other things i mean uh, some of the things that i put on there are things where he's made failed predictions or he's said that uh, i've got some fresh intel and he's read from various um sites that put out this this kind of news um he's read from he's read like word for word off of off of those those kind of websites um stuff that they've put out six months before or something um there's there's lots guys if you if you're wondering if you're sitting on the fence about that or you know you you're you're heavily following this man um he's someone to to have a look at all that information so it's called 30 reasons why i why i don't i don't trust charlie ward okay now um since then since then um i have interviewed uh his son glenn ward um who portrays charlie as a, a narcissist um and talks about his childhood i have you know and there's, there's lots of other videos which are which are quite eye-opening uh, one of the things uh, one of the main things that's in number 19 the reason the thing is num- number 19 on 30 reasons uh why i don't trust uh, was probably the most sickening for me uh, which is he had said before in one of his earlier broadcasts and, and people had just overlooked it and not and, and i've isolated the clip and brought it to brought it back into attention to everyone which is where Charlie says to uh, a few people on a panel, uh, including David Nina Rodriguez and a few others. And he says, um, well, back in the day, I used to, um, I used to get onto the top of the pops. I used to be friends with, the, you know, I used to be in with the BBC, used to go, be able to get behind backstage top of the pops. And I used to bring girls along. Mm-hmm. And he said, and of course, a lot of these girls were under eight uh, young girls. Mm. And he used to take them, uh, and and they and he would say, look, you know, are you sure? Because you're going to get, um, you know, they're going to they're going to want to do things to you. The the hosts of Top of the Pops, of course, one of the most famous hosts of Top of the Pops, and, and famous probably for all the wrong reasons, is uh, Jimmy Savile, mm-hmm. um, who uh, is probably Britain's most notorious pedophile. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. Uh, it, it's speculation to to which host who was hosting at the time that Charlie used to bring these uh, under eight uh, young girls right. on some of the pops. But he says it. He says it himself. I mean, the clip is there showing him saying it, and everything in that video is is evidenced. Uh, everything in that Thirty Reasons video is evidenced. And of course, then later on, he did a um, he did an interview with a um, a girl who was a, a, a child a child trafficking survivor. Mm-hmm. And as they're talking, she says, so I've done a video about this as well. Um, she says, um, I, I, you know, I, I recognised you and I couldn't, I couldn't realise realize where I rec- couldn't, couldn't figure out where I recognised you from. And um, then she said, and then I heard your voice, Charlie. And I know, I know you were there on one of the, the um, private planes um from when i was trafficked as a child wow um i mean charlie has been open to say that he did work with um the uh the other side uh, as he would say moving moving um moving commodities around the world uh moving money right. uh, for certain um so 
yeah, there's plenty there. There's plenty there. Go look at my channel. But there's just some of the things that um, alarms me and alarms many other people. Yeah, right, right. I know you've done work on Simon Parks, and we've talked about uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Parks uh, in another video. Um, yeah. Don't mind me asking, um, what do you think of him? Um, <clears throat> I think that he... Um, so obviously there's, there's his, his background and him coming forward about his alien experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, I'm on, I, I, I class myself as an, an open-minded skeptic. And as I'd said, that I've been researching these realms for, for nearly 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I wouldn't dismiss an idea um, to do with alien contact, etc. But there's something about his story around, having sex with cat aliens and having a cat alien child that I, I, I just, I, I just can't, um, I can't believe some of the pictures that he'd drawn and, and some of the, some of the statements he's come out with. And, and I did wonder whether this was a product, you know, he talked about his, his childhood and how he didn't get much love from his mother uh, or father. And then he talks about these, these, this mother and father alien. And, and I wonder whether some of it was a, uh, a product that uh, of of his own creation, imagination to deal with difficult childhood, perhaps. But I, I'm no um, I'm no psych, you know psych, psychologist. I yeah. it, it's just maybe that he started to make up things to comfort himself. Maybe he started to make things, um, and you know, this, there's always the story around you know, the stories around that and suddenly he gets into world politics um, when all of these other people start coming out and talking about it. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then suddenly he's working for, you know, uh, the white hats. I, um, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't believe him at all. Um, not only that he's made again, just like Charlie, many failed predictions and failed promises um and then you have his behavior his persona the persona that he puts on the charm that he shows and perhaps the the spell bounding you know that you know the, they say the spelling you know spell you know was spell because it's it's like uh words could be incantations they can be um uh you know he certainly got the gift of the gab as we say over here he certainly knows how to charm people he's uh uh, and I wonder whether you know there's there's some sort of uh, hypnosis uh, type effect that he's having on people or um, neuro linguistic programming basically um, the way that he's putting things and and uh, um, the appeal that he has um, tends to suck people in and of course there's a the hopium you know there's the same things that people want to hear. Uh, and I don't doubt that there's not hidden technologies and things like this, but Simon Parks being in charge of the release of medbed technology or being, you know, affiliated with, and, um, and people going, oh, we're going to have them next week because, you know, I'm dying of cancer here. And I'm just thinking, if you're lying about this, what awful, you know, human being um, saying that and, and saying about uh, all debts being forgiven, et cetera, the, him being part of the QFS team um, and, and giving people... Um, false perhaps false financial hype as well if he's lying about all these things um, which i believe he is um that's not you know that's not a good person but uh, mm. uh what what's interesting what we're seeing lately and you'll see uh, in my recent video 
um, around well, that was with two ex-coordinators. There's lots of ex-coordinators coming forward and talking about their mistreatment in in CC. So um, what the, the you know the, the, the persona that he puts on, the charm that he puts on these videos, get him in a private Zoom call with a couple of coordinators, and suddenly um, seeing a different side of him, um, they do something that that doesn't warrant being discommunicated from that organization um but it's 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 offended or intimidated um them um and their their handle on on power a totalitarian overwatch of this their their organization and um they, they 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 cut ties with people that have worked incredibly hard to to um serve their mem you know serve their members and and, and be there and do all the organizing and planning of meetings and um being support for each other you know tc uh, you know is is a good idea um it's just run yeah. by run by not good people um in my that's my opinion right right i i i started knowing simon back in 17 or 18 when he started coming on my show regularly twice a month and I even attended his uh, marriage in Glastonbury in 2018. So at one yeah, point, wow. we were good friends. And But everything changed back in uh, June of 2020 when he told me on a uh, Zoom call he really wanted to work for a three-letter agency. That was his goal in life because his grandfather was part of MI6. His mother worked for the NSA and CIA. This is all on, on his website. You can go to simonparks.org. I'm not making any of this. This is all documented. He admits it himself. But so after he, he, there was a contract offered to him, he did accept it. Um, he's been working for them ever since. And so things have changed as a result of that. I've received myself um, many death threats on me as a result, because I know the terms of the contract. And I've written up a dossier with uh, affidavits and names, places and dates and people. And if something should happen to me, it will be released to the public. So I've had to do that because I've, I've had quite a few death threats on me as, since, since that time. Um, Very wise. And it's not even myself. There's another, uh, I, could, I could put you in touch with her if you want. Another lady, um, a major CC coordinator for a large state in the United States, who she says that she was also receiving death threats from Simon starting in January, or no, late last year for six months. And she had to go into hiding, rent out a cabin in the middle of nowhere to be safe. She's okay now, but she was quite scared and she knew the threats were coming from him. So uh, even if somebody disagrees with you, I don't know why you have to go out and try to try to harm them really, or like me, yeah. you know, so threats, threats um, of harm, threats of legal action, um, right. lots of threatening behavior. And, uh, you know, people that are telling the truth don't need to threaten and um, instill fear into right. people to stop them from talking. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me. That does not resonate. Um, I, yeah, I would love it if you could put, if you could, if you could um, propose to, to this lady um, talking to me, I, I would love to talk to her. In fact, um you know I, I'm, I'm sure that i could um uh help um put her on to 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 other um ex ex coordinators um who now do regular meetings um, outside of the overwatch of of simon and becky and um and perhaps she could find support as such uh, as um sort of steve and steve wand and, and jackie have done recently um with their kind of public situation which is was brought forward in an interview 
um, the video that I did the other day with them. Uh, and, and they've had lots of um, ex-members, members that have been fired, threatened, uh, etc., rallying around them. Um, uh, so it, it's good to have support like that. And um, so um, perhaps I could I could um, link link her up with some some very good people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so something to think about. And anyone that's 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 still in CC or has recently been let go or dis discommunicated and is feeling lost and alone, mm-hmm. um, you know, link up with with like minded individuals and individuals again. You don't need to be in CC right. to have that. And and we're seeing that more and more now. And I know plenty of splintered, splintered communities mm. with just such lovely people that have all, are all doing the same thing. The thing that they enjoy, the getting together, the, the you know, sharing of information, uh, they're all doing that. And they're not having to deal with, with um, the rules and Simon and, 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 and Becky and things. So um, do know that, that um, don't, don't, don't feel lost. Go, go, and, go and find your tribe. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I want to make it clear, and I know you agree with this too, my friend, that there's a lot of good people in CC. Um, it's just that there have been problems from directly from the top on how the organizations run and everything. And it used to be much more all-inclusive because I used to be a member of CC and then uh, I was kicked out um, for I can't figure out why. But anyway, I didn't complain about it too much. But there was the, a lady I just talked to her two days ago about it, and I will put you in touch with her. I also know of other people in other states as well. Same situation. Um, they've kind of broken off. And, you know, they're all just looking for answers and looking for some direction for the ascension. And that's good because we're all in the same boat. We all want to make this planet a better place, you know, so. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I've had um, maybe around now over 50. I've been in contact with over 50 ex-members, most of them ex-coordinators, Um so um, they've reached out to me mostly, or or I've been linked with, to them from um, from from one that I am talking to, and they all have a story to tell, and and you know they they, they all they're all lovely people. Yeah, they are. Um, but just for for me to be to, to to be in contact, there must be so many out there, and we know of several um, mass sackings. <laughs> Uh, as it were, um, in Canada, in Oregon, in Missouri, in India, um, around the world, it's happening all over. Um, so these are these are repeated themes. Um, you know, you, you don't want to get with the program. You don't one hundred percent. You know, you're not one hundred percent follow um, right. follow follow Simon blindly. Well, you're fired. Get out. Yeah. And that just seems to be what's happening a lot. Mm-hmm. All people are resigning because they're fed up. They're asking questions. One thing, one thing you absolutely cannot do in those circles is talk about anything that um, is low vibration. No, you mean anything that that, that that maybe shows critique of Simon, maybe asks some difficult questions for him to answer. Mm-hmm. You, you can't challenge him in any way. And anyone that does share those materials or pose those questions, they get quickly removed. Now, that sounds like censorship to me. That doesn't sound like a, a circle of truth people that want to find the truth that doesn't sound like uh, critical thinking that doesn't sound like you know um making sure that you're not actually in a cult right to me right right i agree with you a thousand percent there my friend absolutely absolutely and and, and just to add as well you were saying around the the cia thing um yeah and, right. and, and uh, the the offer of money which you say that uh, that simon took uh, to work for the cia to, to spread disinformation uh, it brings us back to 
what we were saying earlier when we were talking about uh, controlled opposition and the fact that there could be paid opposition. And I said, well, we talked about this the other day and that's what it was referring to. We talked about this on an interview that I did with you, um, part of which I've I've released on my channel. So uh, guys, uh, go and and check that out. Very interesting. But um, there's a lot more um, to come from that interview because I think it was like an hour and a half. um, Plus I've got some other things to add in there. So there's going to be a bigger... Uh, show out in the next few days well i don't know when you'll this will be broadcast it might already be out but uh um this this will go out on saturday yeah so it it may have come out last night or or it might come out tonight by the time you see this we should have somewhere over 200 million listeners worldwide so you'll get a large audience for this which would be nice that that is amazing now um how, how do you get the figures um for Google, Google statistics and then my guy my guides tell me what's going on they they tell me all kinds of stuff um, they, right. So, so yeah. um, do, do Google statistics? Do you have reports on it, or is I it? Get, is it I, get, I get reports, and then I get anecdotals as well. Um, there's a couple that, that, of ways I gauge. It, sorry, say that again. There's a couple different ways that I gauge it, but I know it's right. going up exponentially. Um, I mean, it's, 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 those are incredible numbers. I think that uh, BBC gets uh, similar sort of uh, listener ratings or. Uh, um so i mean that's incredible reach and i'm and and i'm thanking my friend and i'm just a one-man band i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> i just work all the time so that's, that's what I, that's what i do but you know what people this is a time of truth uh m and people want to know the truth and both of us are fulfilling that need of giving the truth as best as we can to the public um, regarding things which we honestly believe they should be aware of to help with the ascension. And both of us have a good heart and we want the truth. You know, we don't give false stuff out, but you know, they, um, they wanted me to work. They, the three letter agency wanted me to work with Simon a couple of years ago and disseminate disinformation to the public and twist the narrative to the point where they could control the narrative and then look for, instead of connecting consciousness, it was collecting consciousness and look for agents to work for this three-letter agency. And even though they offered, you know, they offered a quarter of a million year, I couldn't do it. I said, no, you guys aren't white hats, you're dark hats. And I want nothing to do with you. But I've gone public with it to help protect myself because I've had some serious threats in my life recently and it hasn't been much fun, believe me. All related back to Mr. Parks and his friends. So, um, and I, uh, I, I know that um, you're, you, but you're protected, Em. You're protected by lots of angels and guides, like like I am. And be, I, I don't want to keep too long. I know keep you too long today, my friend. I know it's getting late there. But one one thing I was curious about. Uh, we talked about this individual the other day, a gentleman named Q. Yes. And we told hey. a little little bit about him, but. Yeah. Uh, um, Anyway, uh, his his real name his real name is Dean McDaniel's. Um, so, so just just a bit of background. This 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 guy this uh, Hugh was someone that you were interviewing and that you knew, right? You were interviewing a long time ago, yeah. uh, or say a few years back, and and had interviewed with Simon and had interviewed with Charlie, and um, yeah, there's there's a story to tell here, and we talked about this in the interview, which will be, be right. released. Right. But uh, go ahead. You, you know who he was. You knew who he was before he was saying that he was Q. Um, right, right, uh, right. Go, sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to give some background. When I, I mean, yeah, when I first met him years ago, he was a good man, um, and he really did want to help people. He had a humanitarian 
bent. Um, but round about um, December, it was Christmas 2020, uh, he changed. He was taken over by the dark. I don't know everything that happened, but I do know he was, he was in touch with uh, Simon Parks during that time. And his personality completely changed. And um, right after it changed, um, I started getting even, I started getting more, more threats on my life after that. And then the thing that bothered me the most, to be honest with you, M, was that um, I started getting reports in January of last year of women that he had had sessions with, um, uh, that he had sexually assaulted them. And that's unacceptable. And I got, I got like over a dozen different reports, eventually over a dozen different reports. And just, just this month, I've gotten three, three new ones, not from sessions I had arranged for him, but from him being on other programs. Uh, I know he's out of uh, London on face, Facebook with, um, oh, I can't remember his name, a guy from Italy. Um, and then uh, Billy and Zora of the Hollow Earth channel. He's oh, on, yeah, they're, 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 he's on their channel. And the, the, the women that, who contacted me, and one man as well, um, contacted me because he had been on, Q had been on my show for a number of years. And yeah. I used to promote him. That was before he changed. And so nowadays, people should be aware of the reports I'm getting. You know, uh, rape, sexual assault, um, whether you're doing it in a reading or physical in the third dimension is very serious and it can leave lasting scars. And, and for women and men, it can be, it can, you need counsel, can need counseling and it's not something to be taken lightly. Um, but um, anyway, we, we went over that a bit in our other interview, but I wanted to mention it again today on today's. <clears throat> yeah, we went over some, we clarified some details um, around all of that. And I, you know, I asked some questions to try and um, bring out um, more on that. But yeah, that's a, that's a great overview. Um, and uh, as I said in in the in the interview we did, um, thank you, you know, from me, from anyone that was affected by what, what you know what's happened to them, mm-hmm. um, and thank you to for everyone listening and you know everyone that wants the truth and wants justice. Um, for coming forward and speaking about something that you didn't, you know, you could have kept quiet about for, for convenience and ease. And, and uh, mm. you have stuck your neck out to be a bearer of the truth and to, um, yeah, you know, speaking out can be difficult. And as you say, you've, uh, you've had inconvenience before from threats and things um, that you've received. Um I'm sorry that you know. So I'm sorry, sorry that you 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 had to sort of endure that. But um, thank you, appreciate that. I think you know everyone's lucky that, uh, that that you're you're speaking out about the matter. So yeah, thank you, thank you, M. And you know, I know all of my listeners today really appreciate your honesty too. And uh, to to look you up on YouTube, do they go M Seeker of Truth? What's the best way uh, to find you? Yeah, you can find me, type in to search engines, um, YouTube, type in M Seeker of Truth and uh, you'll find me or even M Seeker um, should, okay. should, you should find my channel. Okay. Um, it's, it's quite a unique name. So it, it, you should be, you should find my channel from M Seeker of Truth uh, or M Seeker. And um, yeah, there's, a, there's some interesting, some of, some of the videos I would um, suggest. Uh, might be interesting ones to start with. I think on on the front page of my 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 YouTube channel, 
you can find um, some of the most uh, popular uh, videos. So um, there's you know a a a, um, a few there that you can you can see, and, and obviously the ones that are probably the most controversial have have, have garnered the most views. So um, there's, some, there's some very interesting ones in there, including on the front page is, is 30 reasons I don't trust Charlie Ward, which is uh, probably my most important video that I've made. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also on uh, I'm also on Telegram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, and I do I do have BitChute and uh, Rumble channels, but I'm not I haven't been uploading much to them. But I will try and get onto doing that more. Uh, I do have a website, um, but there's not there's not too much on there. That's really just um, for some of the banned videos because the 30 reasons I don't trust Charlie Ward uh, got a defamation complaint from David Mahoney for speaking about. Um, property scabs uh that he'd taken part in uh or or, or seems to uh seems to have taken part in um and also i've received defamation complaint from simon parks um which has taken down one of one of our videos which was um but oh oh, sorry my friend go ahead and i'll just tell but truth is a defense if there's a defamation claim if everything that you back up is true and you can document it there's no claim and I speak from the truth and I've got facts and figures and uh, the information to back up anything. Uh, everything I'm saying is the truth. I didn't make this stuff up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, anyway, they can, they can do whatever they want. You know, I used to be a lawyer for over 20 years and I know what I'm talking yeah. about. So not worried. Oh, yeah. I mean, with, with the 30 reasons, I literally just removed uh, the part of his, his uh, part of what he took issue with was he was uh, explaining that <clears throat> because he, worked in uh he works in um uh, real estate um that it would affect his job and his ability to feed his family um because it was property it was it was uh many scam websites with with lots of reviews saying do not trust him he scammed me out of this money etc um i bought property and blah 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 so um, yeah, so all I did was I just removed a little bit that showed him on on, on the website of his uh, estate agency that he worked for. Um, I just removed that and made a, a UK edited version. Though over in the US, you have no problem because the original version is still up. It was only it was only removed. Uh, the original was only um, take banned in the UK, and I just made a, a UK edited version that was just slightly different, very slightly different. Well, that's good. In other words, you used a, a green color instead of red color in the back of the the video, right? <laughs> <laughs> in other words, I, I removed about 10 seconds of footage and then just chucked it straight back out there yeah, <laughs> for, right. for all the UK viewers. Right, right. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Well, the, the truth is getting out. This is a time of truth. I had a, a, a really well-known astrologist, uh, Sue Miller, Susan Miller, on my radio show back in... Uh, April of 14. And she said, this is the time of truth that things that are true will be shown to be true. And those that are false will be shown to be false and fall by the wayside. So that's what we're seeing. We're seeing more and more truth, more and better journalism from alternative media sources like your, your wonderful work and mine. So we're, it's getting better, you know, and people want the truth. That's why a lot of people I'm sure I know will enjoy your interview today because you fight for the truth and you're also protected by Archangel Michael and many uh, guardian angels too. And they're stronger than anything that the dark can, can bring up. So, Well, um, thank you, Ted. Thank you for inviting me on, uh, you know, to, to be on your show. I appreciate it. And thank you for uh, taking your time to do the interview with me 
the other day as well. Um, I really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure, my friend. And uh, when you when you get done, be sure to send me your address and I'll get you a copy of my books too. So Wonderful, will do. All right, all right. Well, I think I better let you go. It's getting late, my friend. <laughs> it is, it's my bedtime. But uh, thank you very much. All right, Em. Okay, you have a beautiful day and so good to talk to you. You too. Take care now. All right, cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I just want to make a quick announcement. Um, I hope you enjoyed um, M's interview. He's a fantastic fellow. One thing I like about him, he's got a lot of integrity, and he really truly has a, has a genuine desire to go out and seek the truth, no matter what it is and where it is. So I really enjoyed um, really enjoyed uh, uh, interviewing with him. Um, uh, uh, Don, I hope you don't mind, my friend, uh, but there was a um, a video I sent you. It's 18 minutes long. I know I sent you a lot. <laughs> Sorry about that. Let's see. It's the first one. Uh, um, this is a this is a trailer that um, M did um, on my interview with him. He's also preparing a longer one, hour and a half. But I wanted to play this just the 18 minute trailer, and then we'll go on to President Kennedy. Thanks so much, Don. This is a trailer that uh, um, M did uh, recently. It's a it's an 18 minute trailer, and uh, I'd like to play that now, and then I'll come back. Uh, he's preparing preparing a longer uh, video based upon uh, the hour and a half interview that I did with him uh, last week. Hi, guys. I'm MC Crew of Truth, and I'm here today with Ted Marr. Now, uh, Ted is a, a popular radio host um, of Out of This World Radio, and he describes it as uh, the program focuses on out uh, focuses on out of this world information, including psychic phenomena, UFOs, metaphysics, and predictions for the coming years in the United States and planet Earth and beyond. And um, yeah, I, I've listened to some of your shows, uh, Ted, and I must say uh, I'm really excited to have you on today. Well, thanks, Em. It's a great it's a great pleasure for me, and and it's always wonderful to talk to my brothers and sisters across the pond. So, how did you meet Simon Parks, and how long have you known him? I've known uh, Mr. Parks since 2017 for the past approximately five years. I got to know him quite well. Um, he used to be on another radio station out of Scotland. I don't remember the name of it now, but when he left that station, I sent him an email and asked him to be on my show. And he was coming on twice a month for about um, three or four years. He came on um, approximately. And then um, Hughes is a second story. But we can get to that in a minute. Um, it was it, I, I, I really enjoyed his work at first. I thought he was a good man trying to make the world a better place. And then uh, round about. Uh, June of 2020, he asked me to, um, to, to, he wanted to talk to Q. And because Q had been on my show for the past two years before that. And so I said, okay, I arranged a Zoom call with him. And I was quite surprised what he wanted to talk about. He said that um, his grandfather was a, um, was well known in MI6 in the UK intelligence service for his work during World War II. 
and he was very proud of him and um and that his mom also worked for the nsa and also the central u.s central intelligence agency and that he wanted to carry on that purpose in life and if he couldn't do it then he would have failed his life purpose and i was quite surprised at that because i thought he wanted to talk about spiritual matters with me and q and i so anyway he talked at length about that and there was an offer from the central intelligence agency where him and i would work together and the specifics of that offer is that each of us would be paid about a quarter of a million dollars a year. Um, there's quite a few other details of that. I have written up a dossier on Mr. Mr. Parks, and um, I've got affidavits and evidence regarding his activities working for for that agency. Um, that I don't I don't want to disclose today, and I can tell you why in a couple of minutes. I've received over a, a dozen dif different death threats over the last half two years. And what for a hundred light workers. And if something should happen to me, that information will be sent out and become public. Um, right. Yeah. So, um, and if you want Alfair, you can send me your address. I'm happy to send it, send it to you. I just ask you keep it confidential. Of course. And release it only should something happen to me. Now, I'm not suicidal. I love life. I don't use drugs. And, uh, and I want to preface that, that I'm in good health. And uh, um, and so should something happen to me, that would be released. But we'll get back to Mr. Parks then. Um, he um, he really wanted to work for this agency. And I said, I, I couldn't do it. And, and so, sorry, it, he told you this in private conversation beforehand? Um, he told or... He told this on a conversation with Q and I on a Zoom call we had. In, there was broadcast or no 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 it was private it was a private okay. private conversation in june of uh, 2020 so i know all the details and uh and i and i said simon look i can't do it you know i didn't work this hard to get to this point in life and they had represented to me that they were white hats but they were very dark hats and i, I couldn't do it but he wanted to do it so i wished him well and then um a little bit after that um how can I describe what happened? Um, um, he started getting more and more distant to the point where I started getting attacks on me. Now I'm leaving some details out that's in the dossier, um, but I'll just kind of summarize it for you. And um, uh, roundabout, um, um, Q had kept up conversations with him, unbeknownst to me during this time. And round about um, December of, I have also known Q since about 2018, late seven, or 2018. And I also got to know him quite well. And back in 18 and 19, he did a lot of good work for people. And I, I was a witness to that. He did, really did a lot of good work. But something changed um, in December of 2021 when he decided to um, work for the other side through the influence of Mr. Parks. And um, I started getting reports of women being assaulted by him, sexually assaulted by him. And it wasn't one or two. We're talking 10, 12, more than that, dozen or more in all these different countries all over the world. And he give he give a, a attractive young lady a, a reading and I started getting reports back that he that she had actually ended up getting sexually assaulted 
by him. Now, I don't know how it's how he did it, you know, and I don't want to know. Um, but I told him, I said, look, you know, if, if you're doing readings, that's totally unethical and probably and illegal, too. And I'm getting all these complaints, so I'm backing off from you. I can't work with you anymore. That was in December of early January, December last year, Christmas and early January this year. And so I backed off from him and he's really changed since that time. Uh, I do know he's been working with uh, Mr. Parks. um, And so sorry, I just want to clarify. I just want to clarify. You're talking about Q here, not Simon. Correct. I'm talking about Q. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's kind of interweaving between the two. Um, So um, that's where uh, things stand recently. I, I, um, I've received quite a few death threats on me. Um, there are, um, they're related to Mr. Parks and indirectly related to Q as well. Um, so I don't tell people of my movements usually. Um, I ask for, ask for and receive angelic protection and protection from the Galactic Alliance. So um, I try to keep a low profile, but it hasn't stopped me from speaking out. And I've well, mentioned... Well- this issue before with Q to warn people, women and men too. He's attacked men as well because assaulting, sexually assaulting people, whether they're a man or a woman is not right. And it and can leave tremendous psychological scars that take years to heal. And uh, people should be aware of it. And um, yeah, that's kind of a, a summary of it. But um uh, Mr. Parts now uh, works for a three-letter agency, and his organization has changed. I think it started out as a really good spiritual group, but as he's um, molded the organization to what they want, not necessarily what's the best for people, but for what they want, this is how he, he's doing it now. And the rest of these details were complained in the dossier that I've sent out to over 100 different Lightworkers that will be released should something happen to me. So you knew Q. Uh, I hate to keep calling him Q because um, his name is Dean McDaniel's. You can call him Mister McDaniel's if you like. And you're happy for me to to share? Absolutely. That? If okay. he's hurting people, if he's assaulting men and women, then I think his name should be known. I agree. Um, I, you know, I, I just, I'm not afraid of saying his name publicly. Okay. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I'd find out, found out some stuff around this man and um, I, I uh, looked into him um, doing my own investigations and seen that there was a court case uh, just last, last year uh, around a, a disability claim. Um, apparently he, he's, he's, he's quite blind um however his 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 claim in court um which he, he you know he lost by the way um uh, was that the fact that they weren't giving him um the right disability allowance that it affected his divorce claim so you know you have to wonder why this guy's getting divorced um and, and perhaps the the details around what we'll share um may be the reasons for that um uh, and some other things some other details that i found out but uh we won't go on talking about that but yeah this guy um this q guy let's try and rein ourselves back in because we keep getting ahead of ourselves here how did you meet um 
And uh, what am I going to call him now? I want to. I'm not going to call him Mr. McDaniel's. That's his real name. Let's 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 stop okay. hiding him, Mr. Dean McDaniel's. How did I meet Mr. McDaniel's? How did you meet Mr. McDaniel's? I was at a little psychic fair, and he came up to me, and he said, uh, uh, "We're supposed to work together." And I looked at him, and I and I was first. I didn't catch on. I said, "Well, would you like a reading?" So I gave him a reading. And um, then we became friends after that, you know. And back then, I, I really didn't have a problem with him. He wasn't doing anything that he was just trying to help people. But he did change. And, um, you know, his background is that at one time he was, um, he was, um, he had, uh, I think he was abducted as a, as a child and worked for MK Ultra. I don't know the details, but basically they've come back to get him. And now he's back working for the same negative elements that he escaped from at one time, which is really too bad because he used to do really good work a couple of years ago. And I liked him. I, I promoted him on my show. But now I want to let people know that he has changed and not for the better. And um, uh, anyway, it's, um, yeah. So that's how you that's met. How- that's how you met. Uh, that's how you met Mr. McDaniels. And um, he started. Uh, when did he start calling? So, so you knew him by his real name beforehand. When did he start oh, yeah. saying that he was Q? Yeah. Later, he told me how- he was Q. Right. Uh, and this was before you started interviewing him, I'm guessing. Right. Right. So so you had this guy on, on the show who said it was Q. Um, I've watched um, a couple of the interviews that I've managed to find with yourself uh, and this guy on there. I think mm-hmm. at least two. Um, he proclaims to be a time traveller. Um, a, a being that has uh, consciousness connected to two other cues. Uh, there's three of them that he proclaimed were the top of the tree, as it were, um, in queue. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he claimed many other things, um, but also was kind of like a, a spiritual worker, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean that, that that that's the best way I could kind of sum up the way he he kind of came right, forward. Right. I watched I watched the interview with yourself, Charlie Ward, and this this cue. It was um, interesting. <laughs> it's yeah. one way to put yeah. it. Yeah, I was quite sad when I when he turned, started working for the other side, and then I got started getting reports of these assaults on people, and I had to back off from him. Then I said, I can't associate myself with you any longer. Good luck. I don't want anything to do with you. That's what I said. I mean, so would you describe that as working for the other side? Because you talked to me about um, this offer from the CIA for for Simon. Was this um, was Mr. McDaniel's offered the same um, offer, or was I, he? I honestly, I him? don't know. So because... you say he worked for the other side. Then did he work for the other side, or was did did he start to become? Maybe, a, you know, a, 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 a dirty old man. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think. I think he... uh, did he start to prey, prey on people because of his own, um, because of him, because of, how do I put this? Because of his own when desires I... and carnal desires, uh, right. etc. 
let me let me let me make some definitions clearer to help sort out get to the truth and um when i say the other side starting in december of 2021 into january this year i mean the reptilians and the u.s central intelligence agency because those are the agencies that um simon parks works for okay and as he's he's as he started working for them i know him and Parks started working closely together and i know that parks was um has has sent sent out many death threats on me so that's when i i had and that coupled with the assaults i was hearing about on women i had to back off completely back off and i have had no contact with him since that time but i have been trying to warn people about what's going on because if they get um a, a session with this uh mr mcdaniels there is a risk that it'll go a lot further than psychological or spiritual counseling that you'll end up getting physically or sexually assaulted based upon the evidence that i have seen i mean when over a dozen different women in different countries contact you and say look after this session i had with dean mcdaniels q whatever his name is i i was later that night i was physically sexually assaulted in my dream state by him i knew it was him you know you got to pay attention you know and that's it's a serious charge i don't care what dimension you're in if somebody's raped that's a serious charge and um and it's happened to people i've known so um i don't consider sexual assault to be um i'm, I'm not going to stand by and just kind of say well it's okay you know uh, or, or back off because it's in the fourth dimension you talk to some of these victims and it's very real what happened to them they're traumatized it can take years of counseling to get them back on track and um they didn't sign up for that when they got a session from him okay and people should be aware of it so um um yeah so there's that's kind of a summary i mean absolutely and someone that we we both know in fact has aided our connection you know someone that i know that um is a friend um to me and a friend to you i believe um oh has yes. shared, has shared, has shared her story with me and and right. uh you know, it's. I mean, uh, am I to understand that in, in at least some of these sessions that you connected Mr. McDaniel's cue to these women? So then, therefore, you then you probably have this kind of personal, um, moral um, kind of uh, want to make sure that things are put right all in this world. You know, and the truth is told in that respect that you know you wouldn't want to be uh, in any way feel that you know you were instrumental uh, and, and even if you do you want to try and make sure that's put right in this world exactly exactly i had no idea idea what he was what he was doing to these men women and men until i started getting these reports then i started immediately backing off and i said you know you you can't do this to people i don't care who you are i don't care how great you are I don't care if you can bring back people from the dead, okay? Mm. You can't do that without your their permission. You just can't go in and do it. You can't do anything you want. One of the things he said to me in January was that um, he can do anything he wants and there will be no consequences. And I said, that's not God's universe. If you do bad things to people, you're gonna be, you're gonna be punished for it. I don't care who you are and who you think you are, but you will have to pay. This is a planet of karma. You do bad stuff, you're going to get bad stuff. You do good stuff, you're going to get good stuff. It just balances the, that's the universe.
Thank you so much for playing that, Don. I really appreciate it. Um, my next segment now uh, today is on um, is is on JFK and the deep state. And I spoke with President Kennedy about this uh, uh, yesterday, and he wanted me to do this segment. And he said the deep state is dying. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Don. There's a much longer interview that uh, M is preparing now. It's an hour and a half long. And he should be done with that soon. He said that we, we got a lot of interference. When I was doing that interview, um, we kept losing internet connections. Zoom would freeze up. Um, but finally, we got it done. And he said he was still able to capture just about all of it, most of it anyway, a good, most of it to make a good interview. But that's an hour and a half long. He'll, re, he'll, uh, he'll release it on his website as well as on YouTube. His YouTube channel, just go to YouTube and, and type in M Seeker of Truth. And I have a lot of, I admire him so much and I have a lot of respect for him. You know, he, t- he goes out there and finds the truth, whatever, whatever it may come. So um, very likable fellow. And I'm so happy he contacted me for an interview. I will be having him on my show again. I know in the near future and a uh, great guy, very honest. And I urge you to check out all of his videos there. Um, the next part of the, the, um, the program will be on uh, John F. Kennedy and, and Don for to, set, to start us off today. Let's go ahead and show uh, that picture of uh, um, Jack and Jackie um, that actually was taken. It's just, it's a JPEG picture. Um, thank you, my friend. Um, and we could show that next. Um, it's a picture of um, President Kennedy and, and Jacqueline in Dallas, actually, um, just before he was assassinated. Isn't that a happy picture of them? And uh, Jack says he's still our president on the other side. Um, and he's never stopped being our president. And actually, um, he was one of the, he was the main instant. Uh, he said he was he'd been working. He's been working for tirelessly for peace ever since. And he especially did the um, he helped diffuse the tensions between President Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong Un back in uh, 2000. What year was this? Back in uh, 2015. Yeah, 2015, when North Korea was planning on attacking the United States with nuclear weapons. And uh, he went into the subconscious mind of both Kim Jong Un and President Trump, and both men, both world leaders, wanted peace. They didn't want to destroy their countries, and they both wanted to find a way for peace. So he, he led that in there, and he was responsible for that. There was another um, there was another peace agreement um, uh, agreed to by Saudi Arabia and uh, some of the Gulf states uh, in Iran back, I think, a couple of years ago. And that was a tremendous peace agreement that President Kennedy also helped on. Um, Of course, you're not going to find it much in the mainstream media. They don't report anything good. But um, he was instrumental in that. He's working on peace, uh, some peace agreements now. He can't give you the details. um, um, But I know he's he works all the time for world peace. He's a great man. And he's still our president on the other side, even if we have a. Uh, an idiot for the present, an illegitimate fake president right now. But he's he's our president on the other side. Anytime you want to talk to him, put your hand on your heart, send lots of love and light to him. He's happy to talk to anyone, by the way. A great man and, and Jackie as well are both available anytime you, you want to talk to him. So I talk to him all the time. Um, one of the things he talked about, this was back in, I think, 62 or 63, were secret societies. And since that time, since he was assassinated back in, in um, 1960, November 22nd, 1963, it's just gotten worse. That's what he says. In my book, which was inspired by messages from 
President Kennedy, messages from the masters, there's a timeline of what would have happened had he lived. And it's just fascinating. Um, I'll just briefly mention a couple things. If he'd lived uh, by 1966, the Cold War with the Soviet Union would have ended. Both countries, with the help of benevolent extraterrestrials, would have entered into a new period of genuine cooperation. The U.S. would have established diplomatic relations with the People's Republic of China by 1968, four years before Nixon did it in 1972. Um, The benevolent ETs would have taught us how to provide free energy to all humanity. The use of petroleum as a food source, sorry, fuel source, not food source, would have totally ended by 1970. Um, um, nuclear power would have been completely outlawed by 1970 because it's too dangerous. Uh, George was senior would have been arrested and prosecuted for his crimes against humanity by 1972. He would have spent the most of his final years in federal prison. Um, JFK brother, JFK's brother, Robert F. Kennedy would have been elected president in 1968 and would have served two terms until 1976. Uh, following the steps of his brother, he would have been one of the country's greatest presidents. Um, uh, Jack says Richard Nixon would have never become president. Watergate would have, would have never happened. Uh, according to President Kennedy, government today would be much more cleaner, honest, and far more transparent, as well as smaller. There would be far, far fewer laws by now. Um, people would know how to act with each other, and they wouldn't need the regulatory police authority uh, on each other. Um, uh, today, by today, the Earth would be a member of the Galactic Alliance, and we would be exchanging ambassadors for other benevolent ET civilizations. Um, as with most developed human societies outside of this planet, all diseases, including cancer, would have been completely eliminated. Large pharmaceutical companies would have all been completely eliminated as people would be living long and healthy lives. There would still be a small military industrial complex, but their facilities would be only used to manufacture off-planet spacecraft used for peaceful exploration. Our defense needs would be provided by membership in the Galactic Alliance. The Alliance has um, approximately 7 trillion entities, 450 million planets, mostly human, all benevolent, and they are 100,000, up to 100,000 years ahead of us technologically and up to 50,000 years ahead of us spiritually. So they would be able to provide protection for us. Um, The planet would have ascended into the fifth dimension where people would realize we are all part of the creator and we are one, all one. And we're going there now, two years. That's all it's going to be, two, two and a half years we'll be in. Genetically modified food would have never been created. Uh, GMO food would not be existing today. Uh, Gary Sotelo, the real name for Barack Obama, would have never become a U.S. president. Um, oh, there's there's quite a bit here. If you want a, if you want a cop, copy of this book, uh, just send me an email to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com happy to send you one also my good friend uh, uh michael in um at amra publishers amra has released an updated version of my book and all the world is is one uh it's in german um and if you'd like a copy it's just 22 euros please go to his website at amra publishers amra and you can order it there or send me an email to out of this world um 1150 at, at gmail.com and you can get a get a copy there as well. Um, I really love the publisher. He did such a good good job in this book. Anyway, it's hardbound and uh, very nice book. Now, one thing people don't realize, but um, um, 
Lyndon Baines Johnson uh, was the fellow who, one of the people behind um, the assassination of President Kennedy, along with F- FBI Director Jerry Edgar Hoover. And he had ordered, um, um, LBJ, Vice President Johnson, had ordered all U.S. embassies and consulates around the world to release this fake story, and it's a fake story, of President Kennedy's uh, assassination by Oswald on November 22nd, 1963. I've been over this before, but the problem is that on November 22nd, 1963, in New Zealand, November 22nd, was actually November 21st in the United States because of the dateline change. And November 21st, 1963, President Kennedy was still very much alive doing his work as president uh, in Washington, D.C. So what happened? Back then, communications weren't as fast as they are today with the Internet. So the Christchurch Star publishes this paper after they get the um, after they get the uh, news, the um, release of the fake story about Oswald, and they published it while President Kennedy was still alive. You can get a copy of this if you like. It's difficult to get a copy. Um, okay, thank you, Don. Yeah, we'll we'll start that in just a minute. Yeah, we'll start that in just a minute, Don. Thank you. Um, you can get a copy of this uh, as part of my book. Um, the book is, uh, I think it's $21. Just send me an email, or you can go to my uh, website at outofthisworldreadings.com. Dot com that's plural out of this world readings.com i'm happy to send a copy to you or if you if you're speaking if you're from uh Deutschland, Österreich, or Schweiz, um you can go to amra publishers amra and order it order it there and it'll be sent within within europe um the deep state he says is dying um most um evil organizations don't last a long time on this planet uh this one got started um well it depends how you look at it but when when um, President Eisenhower signed that foolish illegal agreement with the reptilians for technological cooperation uh, back in 1954, it's called the Treaty of Merida. Um, that's when things really started going haywire as a result. Uh, it's a long story, everything that happened. Um, Eisenhower was approached by the Pledeans, um in late 1953. And he, the Pledeans said, look, um, you need to get rid of your nuclear weapons because you're going to, you could end up destroying yourselves. But in exchange, we'll give you, um, we'll eliminate disease on this planet and help you advance spiritually. Eisenhower, to his credit, did like the Pleiadians, but turned them down on their offer because um, Richard Nixon um, had a lot of friends in the pharmaceutical industries, a lot of medical doctors, nurses, but especially big farmers who uh, were made a lot of money off of people getting sick and dying. So he didn't want people to be cured of diseases. And so that was turned down. Uh, about six months later, in March of 54, Eisenhower met with the uh, reptilians, which are a negative, reptilians and greys, which are a negative species. And they offered to um, to share some of their older technology with them to fight the Soviets at the time. and um, But they wanted to abduct and so-called study us. They promised that anybody abducted as a result would be returned to the point of origin in the United States or wherever they were, and um, they wouldn't be harmed. Well, that was a, a big lie. Um, they took uh, the reptilians and the greys took 1.6. How many people did they take? They took four and a half million people uh, through the 80s, and they returned only 1.6 million. Um, the rest were either eaten or sold into slavery or used for genetic experiments. And the accumulation of, of their research on us as a species 
was the mRNA um, technology in the shot program. And what that mRNA technology does is that it transforms us from being 100% human to being part human and part gray or part reptilian because all of your chakras are shut down as a result of those shots for the mRNA. Your pineal gland is destroyed. You have no love, no compassion. You have no human emotions. And if anything, you become very, you can become very nasty because negative entities come into your body as your soul leaves. Your soul leaves because your, your DNA is permanently changed by the mRNA um, technology. I don't know why nobody in the mass media asks these easy and hard questions about what's the purpose of the mRNA? Where did it come from? How do we, how do, how do we have mRNA technology? Um, that's extremely advanced, probably thousands of years of what we know on this planet. Suddenly it appears and it appears over China's over scientists in China and, and Ch- the Chinese have a reptilian government. So it's from the reptiles to control us. There's quite a bit there. You can reverse the effects. If you want to reverse the effects, please send me an email. I'm happy to send you a free remedy sheet. My email address is uh, out of this world, 1150 at gmail.com or um, out of this world radio at protonmail.com. There's no charge. I'm happy to send it to you. Um, I also give private healing sessions, not healing, but I'm happy to give people private sessions to help them uh, as well. Um, The the, uh, deep state is dying and it's been so vast and it's really increased since since the 50s and 60s. And there's two parts to it, a couple different parts to it. One is the control of the mind of the media where people are made to believe false narratives. This whole scandemic thing was a total false narrative because um, um, there's no, apparently there's no virus and the shot program contains 187 different diseases and, and problems. There's not one good thing in the shot. Not one. There's not one good thing. Not one. Just look at it. And you can, and it's even designed to kill people because there's a website. If you look it up, called www.howbadismybatch.com. If you look that up, you can see there's three different levels of death associated with these shots. The first level of death is between 10 to 14 days when people die of a heart attack, typically. The second level of death is between five and six, maybe seven, six months later when people die of a heart attack or stroke. Third level of death is one and a half to two years when people get like um, uh, either HIV um, AIDS, which is acquired immunity deficiency syndrome and or mad cow disease. And there's also a Russian roulette of 187 other diseases which researchers have found and hacked into the Pfizer database. Pfizer released this information some, some months ago as part of a federal court suit. And even the U.S. Supreme Court, bless their soul, have ruled that um, um, that the uh, that the shots are not required. It's not a vaccine. And you don't, shouldn't people, people legally don't have to take them. So, and good for them. Good for the Supreme Court for ruling that. Um, a little bit of background. Um, this is the, the first one I'd like to play is Current Secret Society Speech by JFK. It's about a six minute click clip. If we could start at um, six minutes 30, uh, Don, and play it to the end at thir- 13 minutes 49. Um, it's, it's talks about the background of what, President Kennedy was running into back in 19 in, in his presidency in the early 60s. And remember, this is this is a problem that's just gotten worse over the years. He identified it back then. It's too bad he didn't live because that would this problem would have been completely eliminated. Let me just type it in there. Um, um, I know I sent you quite a few links. Um, let me see. Is this the one? Uh, let's see here. AA. Let me just double check here. Um, 
Let me look at it here. I think I sent it. Let me see, Don. Um, okay, you got it. Okay, thanks so much. Thanks so much, Don. I really appreciate it. I know I'll give you a lot of work to do. If we could play that for the just that six-minute clip, he'll talk about secret societies. This was back when he was president in the early 60s. And what he said he wanted me to play today, it's just as valid now as it as it was back then, probably even more valid given all the problems. But anyway, thanks, Don. And second, to the need for far greater official secrecy. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. But I do ask... But I do ask every publisher, every editor, and every newsman in the nation to re-examine his own standards and to recognize the nature of our country's peril. In time of war, the government and the press have customarily joined in an effort based largely on self-discipline to prevent unauthorized disclosures to the enemy. In times of clear and present danger, the courts have held that even the privileged rights of the First Amendment must yield to the public's need for national security. Today, no war has been declared. And however fierce the struggle may be, it may never be declared in the traditional fashion. Our way of life is under attack. Those who make themselves our enemy are advancing around the globe. The survival of our friends is in danger. And yet no war has been declared. No borders have been crossed by marching troops. No missiles have been fired. If the press is awaiting a declaration of war before it imposes the self-discipline of combat conditions, then I can only say that no war ever posed a greater threat to our security. If you are awaiting a finding of clear and present danger, then I can only say that the danger has never been more clear and its presence has never been more imminent. It requires a change in outlook, a change in tactics, a change in missions by the government, by the people, by every businessman or labor leader, and by every newspaper. But we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means 
for expanding its sphere of influence on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. It conducts the Cold War in short with a wartime discipline no democracy would ever hope or wish to match. Nevertheless, every democracy recognizes the necessary restraints of national security. And the question remains whether those restraints need to be more strictly observed if we are to oppose this kind of attack as well as outright invasion. For the facts of the matter are that this nation's foes have openly boasted of acquiring through our newspapers information they would otherwise hire agents to acquire through theft, bribery, or espionage, that details of this nation's covered preparations to counter the enemy's covered operations have been available to every newspaper reader, friend and foe alike, that the size, the strength, the location, and the nature of our forces and weapons and our plans and strategy for their use have all been pinpointed in the press and other news media to a degree sufficient to satisfy any foreign power, and that in at least one case, the publication of details concerning a secret mechanism whereby satellites were followed required its alteration at the expense of considerable time and money. The newspapers which printed these stories were loyal, patriotic, responsible, and well-meaning. Had we been engaged in open warfare, they undoubtedly would not have published such items. But in the absence of open warfare, they recognized only the tests of journalism and not the tests of national security. And my question tonight is whether additional tests should not now be adopted. That question is for you alone to answer. No public official should answer it for you. No governmental plan should impose its restraints against your will. But I would be failing in my duty to the nation in considering all of the responsibilities that we now bear and all of the means at hand to meet those responsibilities if I did not commend this problem to your attention and urge its thoughtful consideration. On many earlier occasions I have said, and your newspapers have constantly said, that these are times that appeal to every citizen's sense of sacrifice and self-discipline. They call out to every citizen to weigh his rights and comforts against his obligations to the common good. I cannot now believe that those citizens who serve in the newspaper business consider themselves exempt from that appeal. I have no intention of establishing a new office of war information to govern the flow of news. I am not suggesting any new forms of censorship or new types of security classifications. I have no easy answer 
to the dilemma that I have posed and would not seek to impose it if I had one. But I am asking the members of the newspaper profession and the industry in this country to re-examine their own responsibilities, to consider the degree and the nature of the present danger, and to heed the duty of self-restraint which that danger imposes upon us all. Every newspaper now asks itself, with respect to every story, is it news? All I suggest is that you add the question, is it in the interest of national security? And I hope that every group in America, unions and businessmen and public officials at every level, will ask the same question of their endeavors and subject their actions to this same exacting test. And should the press of America consider and recommend the voluntary assumption of specific new steps or machinery, I can assure you that we will cooperate wholeheartedly with those recommendations. Perhaps there will be no recommendations. Perhaps there is no answer to the dilemma faced by a free and open society in a cold and secret war. In times of peace, any discussion of this subject and any action that results are both painful and without precedent. But this is a time of peace and peril, which knows no precedent in history. It is the unprecedented nature of this challenge that also gives rise to your second obligation, an obligation which I share. And that is our obligation to inform and alert the American people, to make certain that they possess all the facts that they need and understand them as well, the perils, the prospects, the purposes of our program, and the choices that we face. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program, for from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence in the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. I not only could not stifle controversy among your readers, I welcome it. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. We intend to accept full responsibility for our errors, and we expect you to point them out when we miss them. Without debate, without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed, and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Sola decreed it a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain, not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental, not to simply give the public what it wants, but to inform, to arouse, to reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crises and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger public opinion. This means greater coverage and analysis of international news, for it is no longer far away and foreign, but close at hand and local. 
It means greater attention to improved understanding of the news, as well as improved transmission. And it means, finally, that government at all levels must meet its obligation to provide you with the fullest possible information outside the narrowest limits of national security. And we intend to do it. It was early in the 17th century that Francis Bacon remarked on three recent inventions already transforming the world, the compass, gunpowder, and the printing press. Now the links between the nations, first forged by the compass, have made us all citizens of the world, the hopes and threats of one becoming the hopes and threats of us all. In that one world's effort to live together, the evolution of gunpowder to its ultimate limit has warned mankind of the terrible consequences of failure. And so it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance, confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. Thank you so much, um, Don, for playing that and to the JFK Library for their fantastic work in, in, um, in, in putting that video together. Everything he said today, uh, said back then in the 60s, is even more important um, today because been, there's been, what, 60-odd years of time for the deep state to take over the United States, take over this great country. Um, he talked about a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy of infiltration, subversion, intimidation, and where dissenters are silenced. What else? That's what's exactly what he says is happening today. Look at uh, the fake president's uh, Biden's office, office of disinformation. Uh, the, 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 per, the person that Biden appointed to, to, to this office is a traitor to the Constitution, according to Jack, and the freedom of this country, and she should be immediately arrested, taken out. She should be arrested and put in prison for violating the Constitution, for illegally uh, um, trying to curtail our First Amendment rights of freedom of speech in this country. It makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. Why haven't more people stood up to this nonsense? He's asking. The, um, uh, he said a lot of important points in his speech. He said, without, without debate and criticism, no democracy can succeed. So that's what we're doing today, huh? We're trying to censor opinions so people can't sp- freely speak. You know, that's related, I think, to the death threats I've received. They don't want me speaking out. Well, I'm going to continue to speak out and I am protected. So, um, but this is what's necessary for um, for our democracy, according to Jack. Um, the other thing, too, he said that we would have never had complete control of the media in this country had he had he remained in office back in the 60s. Um, I mean, today, mass media in the United States is controlled, like over 90 percent of the media in the United States is owned and controlled by five, just five or six different different companies. And they also they often feed the same pablum, the same line to, to people here, as well as the rest of the world, too. And this would have never happened under his administration. We'd have a much more freer and fluid flow of uh, democracy and, and ideas. And we'd be truly living in a place that's paradise. where People would be happy, not struggling, as they often do in nowadays world. There's no reason for people to be fighting anymore. There's no reason for people uh, not to have um, not to have good health um, and not to be not to live in harmony and peace. This is the kind of world that um, President Kennedy 
has been working. He's working for peace ever since the 60s. He went on the other side. He's still our president. And um, I really got to thank him so much for um, continuing his work. There's another clip, um, Don, if we could play this last one. JFK, the president in the press, we could play from about minute four to the end at 9.36. It's about five minutes long, and then I'll come back. Um, it's it's more more information, more um it's it's uh, it's about the freedom of the press. But think about how things have gotten much worse since the 60s and even more important, how his words of inspiration are even more important today as the cabal has consolidated the media and um, fed us a bunch of lies about everything. Anyway, yeah, we could play that. Don, that'd be great. Thanks. Observe, if I may say so, the incisive, the intelligent and the courteous qualities displayed by your Washington correspondents. Are these remarks intended to examine into our security? A challenge that confronts us in unaccustomed ways in every sphere of human activity. This deadly challenge imposes upon our society two requirements of direct concern, both to the press and to the president. Two requirements that may seem almost contradictory in tone, but which must be reconciled and fulfilled if we are to meet this national peril. I refer first to the need for far greater public information, and second, to the need for far greater official secrecy. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweigh the dangers which are cited to justify it, the facts they deserve to know. But I do ask... But I do ask every publisher, every editor, and every newsman in the nation to re-examine his own standards and to recognize the nature of our country's peril. In time of war, the government and the press have customarily joined in an effort based largely on self-discipline to prevent unauthorized disclosures to the enemy. In times of clear and present danger, the courts have held that even the privileged rights of the First Amendment must yield to the public's need for national security. Today, no this kind of attack, as well as outright invasion. For the facts of the matter are that this nation's foes have openly boasted of acquiring through our newspapers information they would otherwise hire agents to acquire through theft, bribery, or espionage, that details of this nation's covered preparations, the count of the enemy's covered operations, have been available to every newspaper reader, friend and foe alike, that the size, the strength, the location, and the nature of our forces and weapons, and our plans and strategy for their use, have all been pinpointed in the press and other news media to a degree sufficient to satisfy any foreign power, and that in at least one case, the publication of details concerning a secret mechanism whereby satellites were followed required its alteration at the expense of considerable time and money. The newspapers which printed these stories were loyal, patriotic, responsible, and well-meaning. Had we been engaged in open warfare, 
they undoubtedly would not have published such items. But in the absence of open warfare, they recognized only the tasks of journalism and not the tasks of national security. And my question tonight is whether additional tasks should not now be adopted. That question is for you alone to answer. No public official should answer it for you. No governmental plan should impose its restraints against your will. But I would be failing in my duty to the nation in considering all of the responsibilities that we now bear and all of the comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people, for I have complete confidence <laughs> that Francis Bacon remarked on three recent inventions already transforming the world, the compass, gunpowder, and the printing press. Now the links between the nations, first forged by the compass, have made us all citizens of the world, the hopes and threats of one becoming the hopes and threats of us all. In that one world's effort to live together, the evolution of gunpowder to its ultimate limit has warned mankind of the terrible consequences of failure. And so it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance, confidence that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. Thanks so much, Don, for playing that. I really appreciate it. Um, free and independent. That's what we're supposed to be. And this is the kind of world that uh, Jack Kennedy worked hard to create back when he was president until his life was cut short um, by the assassination. He never thought in a million years that John, uh, that um, um, LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson is vice president, the FBI of all, of all, of all agencies and the CIA would conspire together, um, as well as other, other actors, to kill him. And they did. Um, our evolution has been in a tailspin ever since that time with, with, um, with people, uh, with, with, with many of us losing our rights and freedoms until now. It's basically a war of the minds, isn't it? What is information? What is truth? But um, um, the, um, this is a time of truth, as I've mentioned before, that astrologically speaking, that things that are true will be shown to be true and those that are false will be shown to be false and then fall by the wayside. So this is what's happening now. And um, we are ascending. Um, nothing can be done to stop this ascension because it's been a decree. It's been decreed by the supreme being, God, if you will, the, the creator of all that there is, that we shall ascend. And uh, we are ascending. We've only got about two, two and a half months left at third density. After that, we will be in fourth density for about two, a little more than two years. And after that, we'll shift into from fourth dimension into fifth dimension. This has never been, never been done before where it's been so quickly. The reason why we're not, we're, we're shifting so quickly um, into the, um, 
uh, fourth, we're, we're, we won't spend much time in fourth dimension on our way to the fifth is because the, um, the, uh, um, the, um, um, we've tried six different times before now to do the same thing. And we've only gone so far and then we're, we're knocked down. And then we try again. I mean, this has taken thousands of years to get to this point again. And um, so we must remain strong. President Kennedy is on the other side. We've also got uh, the Pleiadians, my dear brother, our dear brothers and sisters, the Pleiadians and the Galactic Alliance. They're helping us. But they have to be careful because they cannot interfere with our free will. Unlike the reptilians, the Galactics and the Pleiadians do pay attention to cosmic laws, and they're very careful not to violate uh, anything. But the supreme being, the, the entity who created, the benevolent being, rather, who created all that there is, um, uh, has decreed that this planet shall ascend. So we're not going to, they're not going to let us destroy ourselves. Did you know back in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s that um, there were there was over a dozen times when the Galactics stepped in and stopped either Russian generals or American generals from firing a nuclear weapon to either country? They just came in and stopped it. They scrambled the landing, the, the sequential, the um, the missiles, so they couldn't, they, they couldn't, we couldn't kill each other off. Um, in Fukushima, which was a staged event by the cabal in an attempt to kill ninety five percent of the world's people through um, through radiation, um, they came in in the spring of uh, two thousand fourteen and cleaned up just about all the radiation. There is radiation left, some radiation left around Fukushima, but. Um, uh, but the rest of the world has been cleaned up. And if they hadn't done that, um, Japan, all the West Coast of the United States, we'd all be dead by now. We would have died many years ago. And uh, but they but they wanted us to live. You know, they, they said that, that uh, um, the angels said that uh, they were going to help us because um, otherwise we would have become extinct. And it's the same thing now. The, the, the shot program is something that's it's all it is is, is another attempt to decrease the world's population by 95%. That was the whole thing with the Georgia Guidestones, which, by the way, as I'm sure people know, it was blown up a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Did you know that just before it was blown up, there were pictures that people had taken at the top of the Guidestones, which had a, a, a slab, a cement slab? Guess what, what was on the top of the, the slab? Blood. Somebody from the cabal had sacrificed a human life, apparently at the top of the, at the, top of the Guidestones. Who knows who did it, but they did do it, and it was pictured there before it was all blown up. Thank God it's gone, and that's a, a, that's a good thing because that thing said that um, the, the destiny of humanity was to reduce population to 500 million, where we'd be suddenly living in peace and harmony. Well, that's a bunch of nonsense. For one thing, the planet can carry a, hold a lot more people than, than that. And I should tell you, too, according to my galactic friends, um, that in 22 other star systems, the reptilians and the greys have come into planets like planet Earth, offered benefits to the elites, and in exchange for those benefits, they would want the um, they want the elites to reduce the population of a planet like Earth by 95% to a manageable smaller population of about 500 million where they extract resources, and when they're all done, they blow it up. That's what the reptilians done in, in 22 other star systems. That was their plan for planet Earth, but it's not going to be allowed to proceed because the creator, the supreme being who created all that there is, has decreed that this planet shall ascend, and we are ascending now. It's a glorious time to be alive. We are all gods and goddesses, as Zora says, and um, uh, we just have to to um, um, 
plug into that um and and we can do we can do anything we want in a in a good way um as um as as has been said many times before the darkness the darkest hour is just always just before dawn and it is just before dawn right now my friends and actually if you look at the dominoes around the planet look at italy there uh i mentioned this before but their prime minister prime minister draco draco um <laughs> draggy or whatever his name is um draco is where the reptilians are <laughs> there's no co- there's no such thing as a as a as a you know the, the, you know the, it's it's definitely the reason why his name's Draco. Of course, he's because he's a reptilian, and he was the one forcing the the poor Italian people to have these shots and um, get a so-called green pass before they could even step out the door. People hated him, and he's gone now. They have another. I guess they've got another what president of the country as well. I don't think he'll be long either. In in France, Macron has been asked to to resign. Apparently, there's been so many riots across the country as well. Um, we don't hear about it in the cabal-controlled mass media in the United States. You don't hear about anything, um, but it's that's going on too. Um, I know there's been a lot of protests elsewhere around the world. Um, you kind of wonder what's happening here in the United States, um, um, but um, people are waking up. And and they're they're realizing what's really going on. Biden is completely fake government. Um, uh, You you know, if you if you do a little research, you'll find that uh, for for an executive order to be valid from the U.S. president has to be published in the Federal Register. Okay, it has to be done. Well, um, uh, you look in the Federal Register, all the pages are blank. None of them have been published. That's because all of Biden's executive orders are fake. They are fake. They are illegal. And therefore, you don't have to, people don't have to follow them. Why follow them? Just look it up. And um, if he issues a, a so-called mandate for shots, you have to follow it. It's not published. There's no, you know, just because CNN and MSNBC said that he issued an executive order, what authority do they have to tell us what to do? But they control people's minds and people believe it. That's the, that's the, that's the key point here. People believe it. But if you look at what they're doing, they're trying to control people in a really misguided way. Um, it won't be long now, my friends, um, when we will shift into the fourth dimension. And once we do, um, eating, um, eating will become not as important as it is now, especially as we go into the fifth dimension. Telepathy will be the standard way of communication. We'll still have languages, but um, people will communicate more often than not just through telepathy, through their through their heart mind. And won't that be an amazing time? One of the things that Nostradamus told me is that um, uh, what will happen is that if you have a court case, for example, and you're in a courtroom, the, the, um, the, the judge and the prosecutor and the defense attorney will simply look at each other and they'll simply read the minds of the defendant or their client. And they can tell whether they're telling the truth and what the true story is. And the, the trial or a court case will be over in a matter of minutes. <laughs> and here it all drags out and everything. It's going to be and it'll come to the point where people can't commit any crimes because all they're going to they're going to have problems that they would they'll know. They'll know exactly um, uh, how much, um, you know, that, that they're telling, whether they're telling the truth or not. It's an exciting time to be alive. Um, and um, one of the most upsetting things is that uh, Biden has ordered all these shots for little children. I know. And that's a crime against that's a total crime against humanity, because the kids, the babies who take these shots now, um, they have a mortality rate of 84 to 97 percent. 
Let me repeat that. Virtually every baby young child who takes the shot from the Biden corrupt fake Biden administration will die. That's correct. According to recent federal, even the government's own statistics. And um, as far as stillbirths go, it goes between uh, same thing. 84 to 97 percent of the mothers who take the shots, um, their kids die. Almost all of them. Why would you why would you ever want to give that to your children, much less yourself? If you know these statistics and I urge people to look it up themselves and I can send you the links to it too, if you like, but people are, are waking up finally and they're finally realizing what's, uh, what's happening. We have a beautiful world ahead of us. The problems we have, the problems we're getting now is from the fake government, uh, which the Biden needs to be taken, uh, got, you know, um, taken, taken from office. Um, and it's this, this show has gone on far too long. I'm sure President Trump has his reasons for, you know, remaining low key and everything. And I and I want everyone to send lots of love and light to uh, to him for the recent loss of his of his wife, Ivana. Uh, I know that must be a hard time, but it would be nice to get his help, too. I'm sure he's doing a lot behind the scenes to help people. Um, I want to thank everyone so much for uh, listening today out of this world radio as a nonprofit listener supported show. And if you'd like to donate, please go to my BBS website or to. Um, uh, uh, www.outofthisworld1150.com and contribute whatever you like. I give readings. I also have a spiritual mentoring program where I teach people how to talk to the other side. Um, I have my new book, which should be coming out in the next month and a half, two months. It's coming along just fine. It's called Journey to the Other Side, talking um, with, um, uh, benevol- uh, with the angels and benevolent uh, beings. And it's a, it's a how-to book. That's a hands-on book how to talk to angels as well as benevolent extraterrestrials. I think you'll really enjoy it, Um, but it should be done, be published in the next month and a half, two months. After that, I hope to get it published in Germany with my publisher toward the, toward the end of the year. If you'd like a, like a copy, just a pre-publication copy, just send me an email to out of this world, 1150 at gmail.com. And I'd be happy, happy to send it to you. We'll be returning to Shasta uh, next month in Sedona. So if you'd like more details, uh, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. And um, uh, I have some other plans for next year, which I'll disclose later in the year. But I want to thank everyone so much for their beautiful support with today's show. We should ha- we, we we had, I think uh, I was told that the, the listener base was about 221 million. Uh, that's a jump of uh, uh, 16 uh, wow, it's it's a huge, so it's 16 million since since Monday, and I want to thank everyone so much so much for their fantastic support. You know, if we all work together, we can and will create a much better and happier world. Don and especially want to thank Don and Doug for their fantastic help. I'll be coming back on at 3 p.m., which is in about two hours, 3 p.m. Pacific time, and um, I'll be having Susie Ward on. Matthew speaks. If you have any questions from the angels to ask Susie, uh, just send them to me to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com and um i know we have a beautiful bright future ahead of us you know everything that um john f kennedy and the great spirits told me in this book a couple of years ago when i published it have come true and there's still more in the book there's it's a fascinating read i hope you i hope you get a copy and um if you want a reading just um send me an email and i'll be happy to 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 give you one anyway my friends i'll see you in a couple of hours And I especially want to thank Don and Doug for their fantastic help.
thank you so much, everyone, for um, holding the light and making this world a better place. I know if we all work together, we can and will create a much better, happier planet. Take care, everyone. Much love to all of you. Thank you so much for listening today. Bye-bye.